Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. This is Gerard Gibbert, and thank you for listening to Middays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. everyone and welcome to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. I'm your host Gerard Gibbert along with Rhino in the Element Wealth Studios guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder and fine music on this Friday Eve. We made it to Friday Eve and it's been a delightful week weather-wise. Not so great for the good people of Florida. My gosh. Looking at the images this morning now that the sun has broken out over especially that western coast of the peninsula, man, she's Ian came through with a fury, as they say, and uh, is still tracking to the north, northeast, and then headed out, I believe, a little further out into the Atlantic until it makes its turn northward paralleling the eastern seaboard along the Carolina coast. Wow. At least that's what the models are saying right now. Today, right. You're right. Uh, all Always subject to change because uh, just a couple of days ago, right, we thought that Tampa was going to be the direct hit location, but it, it turned inward towards the coast a little south of that. So, man. Uh, so sorry to see that and have been paying a little bit of attention to the various reports, the governor and uh, emergency personnel agencies, uh, heads of those agencies have been speaking as well, addressing the nation, giving updates, but just a bad deal. And a lot of people got stuck, got trapped, didn't heed the warnings, did not evacuate only to find that their their houses were just flattened there, certainly in Fort Myers, which it appears to be like where the center of the storm entered and uh, came on shore. Wow. We are um, just incredibly sorry to see all that going on. I, I, I'm looking at a report from the Orlando International Airport. This was late yesterday, and they reported that they were ceasing all commercial operations in advance in in anticipation of the arrival of the hurricane. So, and still halted for today. That was at 10.30 yesterday, still halted for today as the storm plows through the central part of Florida, moves to the east coast, and then up. President Biden and Governor DeSantis have been in contact. FEMA has been working with the Florida Emergency Management Group as well. Some 33,000, I believe, 
electrical linemen and other personnel or staged position coming from all over the country, I believe, Rhino, that includes uh, uh, a team from the state of Mississippi as well. Is that your understanding? Yeah, I think it's actually a couple teams of linemen from the Magnolia State and... uh I want to say I saw a report of a National Guardsmen also going to help. I, I think that's right. I think uh, Governor Tate Reeves has, in fact, uh, approved the deployment of Mississippi National Guard to Florida, the Emergency Management Assistance Compact uh, request for assistance is what was leveraged here to order that deployment. Twenty soldiers and airmen of the Mississippi National Guard deploying for emergency response missions to the Sunshine State of Florida. And let's hope the sunshine returns in a hurry. Gosh, have you seen the roads, though, uh, along the beach, the parallel of the beach in Fort Myers? I mean, unbelievable devastation there. Totally impossible. Then you got Sanibel Island, right? The causeway. Yeah, the causeway has a big hole in the bridge yeah so i guess it would technically be a causeway not a bridge but yeah they call it yeah they refer to it as a causeway so um which that's the only ingress and egress right onto the island tires at least yeah so still get there by boat or chopper but uh yeah that's gonna be tough so folks are stuck out there with no communications some two million homes without electricity, of course, cell phone service as well, towers down. Can't even begin to work on those until the winds subside to 30 miles per hour or below. Which, if I'm not mistaken, that's why you have the National Guard units being deployed from the surrounding area, because they have the capability and the tools needed to build temporary bridges like that Okay, yeah. in disaster zones. Makes sense. Makes total sense. Uh, the market's absolutely reeling from news this morning that inflation is still quite sticky. Also, responded positively yesterday. You heard Jeremy on the show, Jeremy Nelson from Element Wealth, discussing the Bank of England's move to try to try to uh, uh, get some sense injected <laughs> and stability injected into their markets. You got the Prime Minister Truss of uh, England instituting a number of pro-growth policies without cutting spending, though, and that caused lots of concerns and started devaluing the currency, et cetera. Bank of England tried to respond with a big bond-buying program. Well, you saw why they had to buy over in England. Yeah. What's that? Insolvency in their pension plans. Yeah. They were hours away from not being able to make the next pension payment. Duh. Another situation where you've got these government-defined benefit plan pension programs that just come hell or high water, those benefits are going out. doesn't matter if you're taking in enough money to pay for them. Same thing is uh, the truth here in, uh, in the United States with respect to Social Security, the biggest of all, same model. Virtually every public pension in every state, municipality, same model. They don't work. They're deeply flawed. Just a matter of time. They're they're just they're bad designs that work when folks die at sixty six and seven years old, when they were created, when they were formed. They and don't when work. you're having five to ten kids, 
Right. And so uh, none of that's the case anymore. Our our demographics have changed substantially since then. We're older, living longer. Folks aren't reproducing the way they did. Don't have as many workers paying in to cover the benefits. Just poorly conceived model. Yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. On the brink of uh, failing to make the required pension payments. What a joke that would have been. Oh, gosh. I wanted to clarify something as well. I I think I reported either yesterday or the day before that the city of Jackson had submitted its plan to the Department of Environmental Quality to participate in state matching funds to address the water system using their ARPA money. So just a bit of a nuanced clarification on that, Rhino. The city council approved it. But I don't think it's gone to the DEQ yet. I think the mayor's still hesitant on that. That's my understanding. Now, if anybody knows anything different, please let me know. But official reports from various local news sources are simply that the city council approved it. Okay, so there's no reports that say it has been officially, formally submitted. do have a copy of a letter from the Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman where he strongly encourages, of course, the city council to participate uh, in the plan. And this was written, uh, actually the, the one I'm looking at was actually written directly to Supervisor uh, Credale Calhoun of the Hines County, Hines County Supervisors for the county. But he sent a similar, I'm told, a similar letter as well to the city council. And I mean, I think that's just the lieutenant governor just making sure these folks know, hey, you got this window, it, it extends through the end of this month, tomorrow, right? That's it. Better get your plan in or you're going to miss out on this opportunity to share in and participate in this program whereby the state provides matching funds for specifically for water infrastructure to match those that the city allocates for that use from its ARPA funds. So the city has, the city of Jackson has $35 million of its $42 million that it received from ARPA. It spent $7 million on other stuff that qualified. They got $35 million. They approved a plan to submit to the state. We're going to try to keep tabs on that, see what we can find out, and say, did you actually submit it? Because tomorrow is it. I've said it many times on the program, and I stand by this. Should have done that on September 1, when they began receiving plans, the DEQ. But would you really be surprised if they miss out? No, I wouldn't, because it's it's they're letting political, goofy ideology stand in the way of practical, common economic sense. It's par for the course for Democrats. <sighs> So frustrating. Time for a break right here. John Hooks, partner and education team leader for the law firm of Adams & Reese, is going to talk to us about school safety in the next segment. Stay with us. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies, high near 78. Tonight, clear skies, low down to 54. Your finally Friday rolls in with sunny conditions, high near 81. Friday evening, mostly clear, low around 57. And a look to Saturday, sunny skies, high near 82. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile since 1871. For all your deer camp needs, stop by today. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. 
In Mississippi, fall means cooler temperatures, football, and hunting season. It also means amazing rebates from Browning Safe Company. But not just any rebate. Triple rebates. Security Joe with Discount Gun Safe says it's time to save big now on a new Browning Safe for your home or office. From now till the end of September, purchase a new in-stock Browning Safe and receive a rebate for $150, $225, or $300. That's triple the savings on Mississippi's number one choice of gun safes. Just think of what you can do with that extra money. Come visit the showroom of Discount Gun Safe, 2636 Old Brandon Road in Pearl. And browse from over 200 safes. Planning on building a safe room in your next dream house? Check out the Browning Fire-Rated and FEMA-approved vault door on display at Discount Gun Safe. If you need your new safe delivered and installed, their licensed and discreet delivery can do it for as little as $100. That's Discount Gun Safe, 2636 Old Brandon Road in Pearl. Good Things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by Trust Care, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. Trust Care. Feel better, faster. Get in the swing of things at the Sanderson Farms Championship, Mississippi's main course. Join us September 26th through October 2nd at the Country Club of Jackson for Mississippi's PGA Tour events and swing into everything the Sanderson Farms Championship has to offer. Play, party, eat, and give. All proceeds go to charities across Mississippi, including Children's of Mississippi. So get in the swing. Visit SandersonFarmsChampionship.com for your tickets today. This is Treasurer David McRae. One out of every 10 Mississippians has unclaimed money. It's not the government's money. It's your money. And I want to help return it to you. Join Treasurer David McRae and team this Saturday, October 1st at Brandon City Hall from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. They will help you find out if you have any unclaimed money and how to claim it. To expedite your claim, be sure to bring a photo ID, a social security number, and proof of address. Other documentation may be needed. Check online to see if your name is on the list at treasury.ms.gov. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Let's do this. Right. On Super Talk Mississippi. Let's go. Young teacher, the subject of school girl fantasy. She wants him so badly, knows what she wants to be. Inside her, there's longing, this girl's an open page. But marking, she's so close now, this girl is half his age. Welcome back, everyone. The police bumping us into this segment here on Midday Super Talk Mississippi. We are waiting for our guest, John Huff's partner and education team leader at Adams and Reese Law Firm. So we'll sit tight for that. Um, the president's poll numbers. This is it's like a roller coaster. It's like that. It's like that kangaroo uh, rhino. The president's poll numbers. 
just last week had actually improved to 46%, dipped five points in a week to 41%. Interesting. Poll numbers down. Now, yesterday, (laughs) you played some sound for us, Rhino, where the president was recognizing various members of Congress who had championed policy and legislation to address food insecurity in this country and hunger in general, which is just hard for me to believe that's still a problem in this country. I'm not saying it's not. It's just you really want to you scratch your head and wonder why, right? All right, so if you remember, folks, it was Gaff City. He recognized a representative from Indiana who tragically passed away in an automobile accident. I think it was her and a couple of members of her staff, if I'm not mistaken, and the other driver involved, the other vehicle involved in the accident. And yesterday, he recognizes her, right? And doesn't know, doesn't at least doesn't appear to know, the lady is deceased, this member of Congress. Okay, so then, of course, it is the responsibility of Corinne Jean-Pierre, the now chief propagandist for the Biden administration, you just got to hear it. This was her take on it yesterday, her explanation to the press. Including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was, she was going to be here to help make this a reality. What happened in the hunger event today? The president appeared to look around the room. Uh, for an audience member, a member of Congress who passed away last month, it seemed to indicate she might be in the room. So, so the president w- was, uh, as you all know, you guys were watching uh, today's event, a very important event on uh, food insecurity. The president was naming uh, the congressional champions on this issue and was acknowledging her incredible work. He had uh, he had already uh, planned to welcome the congresswoman's family uh, to the White House on Friday. There will be a, a bill signing in her honor this coming Friday. Uh, So, of course, she was on his mind. She was of top of mind uh, for the president. He uh, looks very much looks forward to discussing her remarkable legacy of public service with them when he sees her family this coming Friday. He said, Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? She must not be here. I totally understand. I just I just explained she was on top of mind. You know, this wasn't what we were able to witness today and what the president was able to lift up uh, in this uh, at this conference at this event uh, was how her uh, her focus on um, wanting to uh, uh, deal with combat food insecurity in America. And this is something that he was lifting up and honoring. And again, he knows that he's going to see her family this coming Friday. There is a bill signing uh, that's going to happen in renaming a VA clinic in, in Indiana after the late congresswoman. He knows that he is going to see her family, and she was a top of mind. All right. Do you have the other one, by the way, that I sent you? Let's play it. 
Sure. I wanted to return to this question of the Congresswoman. And I think we all totally get why she's top of mind. You've made that case pretty effectively. Um, well, but I think you. the confusing part is why, if she and the family is top of mind, does the president think that she's living and in the room? I don't find that confusing. I mean, I think many people can speak to sometimes when you have someone top of mind. They're a top of mind, exactly that. Uh, and it is also, if you put it into the context, it's not like it happened without outside of context, right? It happened at an event context uh, where we were um, uh, champ. We were calling out the champions, uh, congressional champions in particular of this uh, issue, this important issue uh, when it comes to food insecurity. Something that this administration has led on, led uh, on uh, from the beginning of this administration, not just across the country, but, uh, but also globally. You heard him talk about food insecurity last week at the. UN and uh, the investments that we have put forward uh, as as the U as as the United States of America and helping and helping deal with that. Look, he was at an event you all saw, you all watched, which is why you're asking the question, right? Where he was calling out again uh, congressional leaders, uh, a bipartisan, a dead person uh, leadership that we have seen on this particular issue. And uh, again, he's going to see her family in just two days. And uh, she was on top of mind. I mean, I don't. That is, <laughs> I mean, that is uh, that is not an unusual uh, unusual scenario there. Marie, I have John Lennon okay. top of mind just about every day, but I'm not looking around for him anywhere. When you sign a bill for John Lennon, Lennon has president, then we can have this conversation. Okay, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. you believe that? First of all, that was a fantastic retort. Well, yeah, I have John Lennon on top of mind, but I'm not confused about the fact that he's dead. I mean, that's maximum spin there. That may be the worst spin ever because that's... Because she turned into a broken record. She had uh, a statement that they had (laughs) crafted with all their might to try to cover for this bumbling buffoon in the Oval Office. And top of mind, they thought that was cute. So they put it in the statement. That's all she had because she's an idiot too. So she just had to keep repeating it, hoping it would somehow become more and more true the more time she said it. Top of mind. I, <laughs> yeah. I, it's so great. I have John Lennon top of mind as well, but I ain't looking for him in the room. I mean, oh, can't. So this is another situation where just tell the damn truth. The truth is, your guy's clueless. He is mentally deficient. He made an egregious error by recognizing a member of Congress who is deceased and looking for them in the room, not just recognizing, like, wants to recognize them as present in the room. I I thought she was going to be here. Yeah, that's what he said. But he's meeting with the family Friday or something. That's what Corrine Jean-Pierre said, which is fine. I mean, that's fine. But if you give every benefit of every doubt possible, he's still a bumbling idiot. (laughs) Because that means either he wasn't prepared by his staff, so he picked dumb staff, he can't read a teleprompter, which I don't think he was even doing, and he can't remember a list of four names, one of which including a dead person who he's meeting their family. 
even at the best possible case scenario, the dude is not fit to serve. <laughs> he should go home, retire, quit being the president. Oh, no, wait, because then we're stuck with the other idiot, the VP, who can't string together a sentence that sounds better than a third grader. <laughs> who yesterday uh, made a little bit of a gaffe herself, right? Commending the U.S. alliance with the Republic of North Korea. The Communist Republic of North Korea. That see- so the United States... <laughs> shares a very important relationship, which is an alliance with the Republic of North Korea. (laughs) And it is an alliance that is strong and enduring. Uh, First, uh, let me apologize for laughing. I'm laughing because, once again, when somebody's trying to be so serious and so dignified, so, so superior, right, in their roles, such as Biden and Kamala Harris here, and they make such an egregious, ridiculous, outrageous gaffe. I, I don't know what else to do. I don't know how else to respond. I get I go through the emotions of I'm mad that these people are in charge. I'm disturbed that they are. And then I just have to laugh. You're a fool. You're just an idiot. And it's it's become comical. I'm it's curly mowing Larry. Oh no, no, Papa. <laughs> It's, it's sad. <laughs> oh, gosh. We're going to step aside for a break right here. We're in the Element Well Studios on middays. And when we come back, we've got John Hook's partner and education team leader with the law firm of Adams & Reese. We'll return in just a minute. Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations, community outreach programs, and quality jobs for nearly 400 Mississippians. Our commitment to building healthier communities in Mississippi has never been stronger. Learn more at magnoliahealthplan.com slash benefits. This is Allison Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated, located in Gluckstadt, south of Germantown High. Calloway's has a large selection of all your favorite trees, shrubs, and fall color plants. Calloway's has large rolls of pine straw, and we offer quantity pricing. Calloway's outdoor patio furniture is in stock and ready for delivery, all 20 to 50% off, and for a limited time, free delivery in the metro area. Our farmer's market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, fall pumpkins, local honey, jellies, jams, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's has farm-fresh produce seven days a week. Did you know Callaway's has beautiful decorative accessories and gift items for your indoor and outdoor living spaces? Callaway's has bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Callaway's landscape designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape. Callaway's Gluckstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Everything for home and garden, that's what Callaway's is. 
Spillway Diner, known for its great breakfast and lunch, is now open till 8 p.m., featuring a new special each night. Monday, enjoy all-you-can-eat breakfast. Tuesday, half-price blue plates. Wednesday, it's Dollar Wing Night with 14 flavors to choose from. Thursday, all-you-can-eat fish fillets. And on Friday and Saturday, enjoy a juicy sirloin, ribeye, or fillet served with baked potato, roll, or Texas toast, and a drink. Spillway Diner's all-you-can-eat special feature menu is dine-in only. No sharing. Find them on Facebook for more on the new menu, hours, and location. I'm Andy Gibson, your Commissioner of Agriculture, inviting you to the 163rd Mississippi State Fair in Jackson, October 6th through 16th. Enjoy a variety of fun-filled family entertainment free with your fair admission. Returning to the fair is the Extreme Bull Riding Fall Nationals and the Tri-State Rodeo, October 8th and 9th. Buy your tickets today at Ticketmaster.com or stop by the Coliseum box office. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter for more information. Come on out to the Mississippi State Fair, October 6th through 16th. I'll see you at the fairgrounds. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Mortgage rates have been rising consistently since the start of this year, and it's having an impact on potential home buyers. Jeremy Nelson is a partner with Element Wealth. If you look on a go forward basis and you look at 7% mortgages, I had a dinner with some friends this weekend. We had our kids watch some football. They were thinking about buying a new house. They can't afford it now. And these are good, you know, normal, middle-class people Mm -hmm. that can't afford to buy a new home now. You're going to see that across the board. We're seeing declines in the growth rate in housing prices that we've never seen. The Fed has signaled it'll continue to raise rates so mortgage rates could go up even further as the year goes on. I'm Kelly Bennett. Join Sports Talk Mississippi every Friday during the 5 o'clock hour for Food Fridays presented by Polk's Meat. We'll tell you our favorite way to grill the delicious Polk's Original, Cajun, and Garlic and Green Onion Sausages, as well as other barbecue favorites. Remember, picky people pick Polk's. Keeping you up to date with news, weather, and politics that affect you and your family. Super Talk Mississippi News. Your news all the time. On air and online. Super Talk Mississippi News at supertalk.fm. Are you thinking about retirement or are you recently retired? Do you have a plan or do you have a drawer full of statements? If your answer is the latter, then you're not retirement planning, you're retirement hoping. Risks and inflation are rising and planning is critical now. At Element Wealth, our exclusive 360 process can create a strategy to help protect what you've worked so hard to build while still providing growth. To start the conversation, visit myelementwealth.com or call 601-957-6006. 601-957-6006. Mississippi loves high school football. And now you can stream tons of high school football games from across the Magnolia State each Friday night just by going to supertalk.fm slash high school. That's supertalk.fm slash high school. And of course, on Friday nights during the season, there's always a game on your local Supertalk radio station. The season's on the line. When it comes to high school football in Mississippi, nobody does it like we do. We are Supertalk Mississippi. 
Middays with Gerard Gibbert. It is on. On Super Talk Mississippi. Trailers for sale or rent. Rooms to let 50 cents. No phone, no pool, no pets. Ain't got no cigarettes, all but two hours of pushing broom. Oh, the Randy Travis version. By 12 for bit room. Super Talk Mississippi Middays back in the Element Well Studios. Joining us now, John Hook's partner and education team leader with the law firm of Adams and Reese. John, thanks for coming in. Happy to be here, sir. All right, so the uh, the state of Mississippi enacted legislation this past session, right, that uh, that enables teachers in the classrooms to carry concealed carry. Is well, that actually, the legislation's been around quite a while. Okay, and there was. Well, what a, did we change? Well, there's a reformation of uh, a modification. I guess you call it clarification of one of MDE's rules. Oh, okay. With regard okay. to the subject, because I think after Uvalde and after well, just as part of their. Um, regular housekeeping matters, they were looking at a number of their policies and recognized that they might have one that was in conflict with the 2011 amendments that the legislature passed to Mississippi's enhanced carry okay. uh, um, statute. So they have, in fact, they're looking at it right now at the State Board of Education board meeting. Uh, changes to that rule. So just trying to clean it up, I guess. Just trying somewhat. to clean it yeah. up and take a look at it. And there have been a number of school districts who've asked us, as part of the education law team at Adams and Reese, uh, about the feasibility of teachers or coaches, school employees carrying firearms as part of the overall comprehensive strategy that school districts and colleges might have to provide a safe, orderly learning environment for students. And yeah. so I can report to you and your listeners out there, I know when we hear about this kind of in the mainstream media, it's it's oftentimes filled with some hyperbole and there's sure. some, oh, we're going to arm teachers, but I can assure your listeners there is a very concerted, very sober, clear-eyed uh, view of this on the part of our personnel who are part of Homeland Security in the Department of Public Safety and the Mississippi Department of Education in looking at the FBI, other law enforcement. And we've got <clears throat> some some leaders who are carefully also guiding the discussions. Former uh, school superintendent Ronnie McGeehee yep. is involved in that. Uh, your listeners Madison might recognize County, by the way. former yep. Madison County superintendent, right? And also now a state board of education uh, member as well. And others who are continuing to to listen and to 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 sort out what might be, as I said, the hyperbole from what could be an opportunity to actually take a critical look at this and make sure in a safe and orderly way that it makes sense to to arm some teachers and coaches out there okay so what's what's been the the adoption of this? I mean, this has been in, in place a while. It sounds like we're trying to clean that up. Might have some issues with that. Do we have any idea, John, just how many teachers are actually carrying into the schools? Well, at this point in time, I'm not aware of any districts in Mississippi that have adopted policies that are enabling teachers. Okay. To bring firearms. All right, so the law allows it, but the districts still have to to approve it. That's and, right. An issue policy. That's correct. The districts themselves really have the opportunity to okay. enact policies in that regard. Uh, there are a couple of obstacles, though, that we and others are working to understand. And one of those has to do with the insurance risks 
at schools. There is a Mississippi Tort Claims Act, but schools also have insurance policies as well. And some insurance carriers are, I think, increasingly questioning or looking at this and saying, hey, what what are the training requirements going to be? Mm-hmm. What are the practicalities of having teachers and other employees who are actually bringing in uh, a concealed weapon for protection of students? And they're asking, I think, good questions. And one of the questions might be, well, what's the opportunity or responsibility that a teacher would have to secure that firearm in a classroom, for example? Sure. Now, some of the technology, as your listeners are aware of, has advanced tremendously on that. You now have fingerprint uh, boxes that open with a fingerprint very quickly, and they're considered very secure. Hmm. Uh, you you have uh, other uh, ways that some are becoming more, more comfortable and confident that weapons can be secured in an office or in a classroom or in a yeah. field house, etc. Um, but another question might be, well, well, what kind of additional training might a teacher or a coach need? Because it's one thing. I grew up on a farm down in Mendenhall. My dad was a former Marine, and he was confident. He, you know, his kids were going to learn how to, you know, handle firearms safely, sure. and so that was a skill that he imparted to us. But some people may may believe, well, most Mississippians who love the outdoors, et cetera, have a pretty good knowledge of how competently to handle firearms. Well, the the experts in law enforcement tell me it, it's one thing to go out and you know shoot a clay pigeon; it's another thing to be in a firefight inside of a school building, and that would require an additional layer of training. So, one of the questions that individuals who are looking at this are asking: Well, what kind of training would we need, and who would pay for it? Uh, and there are some solutions out there that some have have begun to talk about and to 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 even uh, imagine and put in place in terms of, of some protocols that, that that are under consideration right now, including an additional enhanced uh, training that might be carried out under the auspices of the Department of Public Safety, even okay. uh, maybe even an additional forty hours per year of training on how to competently handle a firearm. Uh, how to take the farm and do something with it effectively without injuring a student in a classroom. Sure. And uh, I, I think those you know, those those questions can continue to move forward in a way that you know, some school districts out there eventually may get comfortable with the idea of having teachers who are armed. Yeah. So on the ceasefire text line uh, from one of our listeners, our church has at least three to four people carrying each Sunday. Why can't a school do it? Our members had to go through training. It sounds like that's where we're headed. Well, it may be. And school districts and colleges may get increasingly comfortable with the idea. And one of the ideas might be that this happens as part of an enhanced, let's say, school marshal program where you have some individuals who are well-trained, well-competent, who are in a sense assisting the school resource officers or the sheriff's deputies who might be assigned to the school as an extra pair of eyes, ears, but also, you know, if it comes to it, uh, also additional armament within the school to provide for the safety of the students. Kind of being deputized. Being deputized in a sense, being deputized and make, but again, making sure they're qualified, competent, and safe to handle a firearm in a school. I don't know about you, but I look back through, uh, you know, I'm very, very thankful that, you know, God blessed me with some wonderful teachers in the past. I'm not sure how many of them I would have wanted to have a gun in the classroom. Agree. So there's that. But at the same time, I remember there were some, you know, who, who I thought, could have risen to the occasion. Sure. Maybe they're ex-military. Sure. Maybe they've had a career. You know, increasingly in Mississippi, we have people who come from other 
uh, walks of life and they decide as a second career to come back in the classroom. Maybe yep. some of those people are coming from law enforcement or a military background where they themselves would be the perfect fit uh, for assisting local law enforcement or the SROs that are Service already SROs, in the schools yeah. to to carry a firearm. Makes sense. So, uh, John, in your work uh, with the edu- as the education team leader at the law firm, ha- have you been in touch with any school districts? Have you heard any any sort of reaction from them about this? Where do they where do they stand on this in general at this point? Well, I think most of the ones I'm hearing from are at this point in time not overly interested in having teachers really? be armed, most of the ones that we work with. Okay. And, in fact, most school districts that we talk to are interested in making sure they max get the maximum benefit that they can with their existing school resource officers. They're trying really hard to fortify entryways and met the perimeter of their school buildings. They're also looking at other things. You know, there's a lot that can be done with regard to school counselors and the school counseling piece of this, making sure that they have the resources if, in fact, troubled students who fit some of these profiles of active shooters and so on can be identified and get the help that they need. Get ahead of it. Get ahead of it, exactly. So those are some of the things that they are looking at with regard to their, their school safety profile. But some have asked you know, it, does it make sense eventually to to also consider teachers. assisting mm-hmm. uh, local law enforcement by arming teachers? I mm-hmm. think those are questions we will continue to see more. Um, we'll have more questions in and around those issues as we move forward because I think schools are going to be interested in looking at every single available resource they have, including their own personnel within the buildings. What about uh, just adding more SROs to the extent that's possible and, and funding supports it, uh, resources are available, et cetera? Is that of interest? I think that's that's of interest also. And I also think, as you know, in any policy or legislative decision, there's always a question of how to spend the resources that are yeah. limited. So some have said, well, if we have to go down the road of doing enhanced training for a teacher or a coach, and we need to spend 40 hours in the training aspect for that coach, would it make sense for us to perhaps work with a variety of different grant formulas to have more SROs brought in yeah. who are full-time law enforcement people? Now, some out there have looked at this issue very carefully and said, well, uh, we think it makes sense to focus on that avenue, work with our local law enforcement, enhance our SROs, do all of the other things that I mentioned, plus more, rather than go down the road of having teachers armed because they think that's uh, you know really a bridge too far and yeah. really require an administrative training aspect and so on that could be better spent as resources elsewhere. And it, and it does inject another element of risk into the equation, no doubt about it. It does, because you also have some who say, well, what about kids who get in the classroom, yeah. gain access to the weapon, or it's what concern. if the weapon you know, is discharged accidentally, which is also a, you know, of, of concern as well to administrators who are looking at this. John, also. appreciate you coming on. Of course. Yeah, Happy to be insightful. here. Thank you. We'll talk some more about this. Happy Hopes, to be here. Partner and education team leader with the law firm of Adams & Reese has been our guest. We're coming right back with more on Midday. Stay with us. Are you having sewer and drain problems? Call the experts. Roto-Rooter. Since 1934, Roto-Rooter Plumbing has been fixing small home disasters. 
Mention this ad for $25 off any service. Call Rotorooter, 601-353-3333. That's 601-353-3333. Call Rotorooter, that's the name. And a winkle troubles down the drain. Rotorooter. Here's John and Rachel Ravenstein from Junica Jewelry. I tell folks all the time, Mississippi is a big, small town. From the Delta to the coast, you're never far from family and friends. That's why we created the Mississippi Heritage Collection of classic engagement rings over 20 years ago. Over 350 unique rings named for towns and places all over our beautiful state, celebrating the neoclassical elegance and style of Mississippi. Today, these Art Deco and hand filigree rings are collected by discriminating jewelry lovers all over the country. Come to beautiful Madison, to Juniker jewelry and find the mississippi heritage collection piece that's perfect for you we're celebrating our 75th anniversary as mississippi's direct diamond importer with 10 times the diamonds you'll find in average jewelry stores 75 years as mississippi's big small town jeweler juniker jewelry 1485 highland colony parkway just south of 463 in madison and junikerjewelry.com people say things change But in Mississippi, good things don't change. They change everything. Back when a blues musician picked up a guitar and struck a chord with the world. The Citizens Bank was making life better in Mississippi communities. Now we're in every corner of the state, changing banking to be more in yours with accessible lenders, more product choices, and always the latest in digital banking. After over a century, changing to local sounds better and better. Member FDIC. This is the opening agri-market report. The opening of the New York Cotton Exchange, December cotton was down 330 to 85.19. March cotton was down 306 to 82.79. The opening of the Chicago Board of Trade November soybeans were up two and a half to 1411 and a quarter per bushel. January soybeans were up four and a quarter to 1420 and a half per bushel. December corn was down one and a quarter to 669 and a quarter per bushel. March corn was down three quarters to 675 and three quarters. At the Mercantile, December live cattle was down 40 to 145.87. February live cattle was down 35 to 149.82. November feeders down 60 to 174.67. January feeders down 37 to 175.57. And at the open, the Dow Jones down 545 points, 29,139. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. Today, I want to talk about a very specific soybean. It's an Enlist E3 soybean, but not just any Enlist E3 soybean. Uh, Let me pull over. I'm at a Pioneer test plot near Portageville, Missouri. This field is dedicated to studying new Pioneer brand A-series Enlist E3 soybeans. What makes these soybeans special? Because instead of the standard germplasm that is in most Enlist E3 soybeans, Pioneer brand A-series Enlist E3 soybeans have exclusive and elite germplasm. Obviously, when we're talking about germplasm, you can't see that with the naked eye. That's why Pioneer has test plots like this one all over the country, to see how their exclusive germplasm performs in the real world. And so far, their performance is impressive. Strong yield potential and great agronomic characteristics impressive. From their DNA in the lab to their health in the field, Pioneer brand A-Series and List E3 soybeans are literally like no other. 
here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Keep rolling. Three, two, one. On Super Talk Mississippi. Unmistakable sounds of the Eagles bumping us into this final segment, Hour One Midday Super Talk Mississippi on this Friday Eve. Predictably, Thomas is as an opinion on the gun situation. Thomas and Greenwood, are you shocked at that, Rhino? Not in the least. <laughs> so, Thomas, I mean, I see all your stuff here. I appreciate that. I, I, I get the feeling. That what you want is every human on the planet to not only have a gun, but how about let's just go for broke a nuclear weapon to protect yourself, your homestead. That that seems to be the solution to everything. More guns. Give more people more guns. Put them everywhere. Why don't we just give all the students guns while we're at it? Just let them put it on a holster. Brandish it. Why do you need to conceal it? Just stick it on your stick it in your pocket. Why not? Right? Because it's the good guys. I mean, what could go wrong with that? I think this is you said ex- pocket, and I immediately thought of Barney Fife <laughs> trying to get his, po- his po- no his bullet out of his front yeah, he pocket. Yeah, his bullets right? in his pocket because he couldn't keep <laughs> his gun loaded. Oh gosh, I want them to have the option to defend themselves when they are backed in the corner with nowhere to run. That's what Thomas says. But what if they're killed? Then how are they going to defend themselves? I mean, it's like it's a shootout. And I and the, the other thing that I always wonder about is what about in the parking lot? On the school buses, in the long lines trying to get through the metal detectors, in the stadiums, at the concession stand. I mean, you you just at some point it seems to me like you got to take a little risk, and you just hope somebody out there doesn't want to kill you. It's as simple as that. Because if they want to, I say, no matter how many guns you got, they're going to kill people. If they're intent on killing people at a school, and they've got this perverse obsession and evil desire to kill children, they'll figure out a way to do it. Now, you could argue that, okay, the guns are a deterrent. Maybe. I don't think they care about their own lives. I think they think, well, I'm just going to take out as many as I can. And then you're going to chalk it off as a victory. Well, they only got 200. It could have been 210 if somebody wasn't standing there to take them out. And I'm exaggerating a little bit. I'm I'm just pointing out that I don't think there is a perfect solution to this. I think there's just evil that lives in the hearts of some people. And I do think to some extent... Just as it's become kind of trendy to go cut your breast off and change your gender, to some extent, within the world of evildoers, it's like trendy to go shoot a school up. Not that it's happening every day, thank God. But it seems like it's happened more in the last 
10 to 15 years than I can remember in all the years prior, 20 years maybe. I don't know. So it's not that I'm opposed to that. I just don't. I'm opposed to teachers concealing carrying guns. It's just that I don't see that as, okay, done deal. We fixed it. No more shoot-em-ups in the schools. Every teacher's got a gun. Never happen again. I don't believe that. I just don't. That's the point I make. And if they say, oh, shoot, the bad guys, oh, the teacher's got guns in the classroom, I'll just get them when they're getting off the bus. We're going to get the bus driver a gun? That's fine. What are the chances, if that's the case, if there's not, if it's not locked up some way, because Thomas opposes the use of the fingerprints to, to secure the weapon. Oh, no chance that a kid on the bus would overtake the bus driver, get the gun, and play shoot him up on the bus. That won't happen, will it? Nah. I mean, I don't know. It's complicated. That's all I'm saying. So it's, it's it, this is not a, a statement on my part in opposition to the Second Amendment. It's just a statement about doesn't seem to be working. That's what I'm saying, that if we just we, we come to this conclusion that we can eliminate all violent crime, I'm talking about where bad guys want to use guns to go hurt and kill other people just by arming up the nation, that doesn't seem to work. That's all I'm saying. All the good guys. And I know there are numerous examples where good people with guns have, have stopped a bad person, but often that's been after they've committed a fair amount of carnage. And you're relying on just perfect timing. So I, I don't know what the solution is. The solution is, why do other humans want to kill other humans? As long as that exists, I, it's the same, it, same opinion I have about drugs. As long as they want to put that crap in their body, they'll figure out a way to get it. You can make all the laws you want. You can give law enforcement all the assets you can dream up to stop it. They still figure out a way to get that crap and stick it in their body. It's just simple as that. But our laws don't work that way. So, oh gosh, anyhow, a bit of a rant there. we got a lot more to talk about. When we come back, we've got a guest, we're not sure of the exact name yet, from Posigen Solar wants to respond to our discussion we had with Public Service Commissioner Dane Maxwell a couple of days ago. Stay with us. News coming up now. Your home for Ole Miss Sports. WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601-345-8090. This is a Fox News alert. I'm Chris Foster. What's now tropical storm Ian isn't done with Florida. There's heavy rain and flooding in the central and northeastern part of the state. Now the real devastation is in the southwestern part of the state where the storm first hit. Governor Ron DeSantis says being out and about there is a bad idea. If you weathered the storm to this point, uh, going and doing and getting involved in that uh, is just totally not worth it. And we want to minimize any harm to anybody as a result uh, of what we're seeing. There are search and rescue operations underway. Vice President Harris meets with South Korea's president and visits the demilitarized zone between the Koreas. I cannot state enough that the commitment of the United States to the defense of the Republic of Korea is ironclad. And the North Koreans test-fired another missile today after launching two yesterday ahead of Harris's visit to the DMZ. On Wall Street, the Dow is way down today. America's listening to Fox News. 
The Gallo Radio Show is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. Trust Care. Feel better, faster. Hi, this is Keith Halsey with Halsey Insurance. As your local independent insurance agency, we guarantee fast answers and friendly service. When you have questions, we're here with answers you can trust. Our specialty is home, auto, life, and all types of business insurance. Partnering with the top insurance carriers, let us shop your insurance and do the heavy lifting. We'll find you the best coverages with the lowest rates. Call 601-856-7707 or halseyinsurance.com. That's H-A-W-S-E-Y insurance.com. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The NAACP and others are asking the EPA to investigate Mississippi for alleged discriminatory practices in dispersing federal money for infrastructure needs in the capital city. This is the latest in an ongoing water crisis that's plagued Jackson for years. Senator Briggs Hobson told us lawmakers are already discussing ways that they can possibly help out. You know, you're giving Jackson the same things that every other city got. There were a significant amount of ARPA funds put up this past year for water and sewer projects and there will likely be some more this coming year. We've got over $300 million left to appropriate. I think that's kind of the, the dilemma and the issue that people have is, one, is why are we treating Jackson any differently? And I think that's something we need to look at. Obviously, um, that taken care of. and we can- According to the DOJ, roughly 300 boil water notices have been issued over the past two years. Welcome to Doghouse Living. Our guest is Bob and his wife, Jenny, who started this craze. Well, you know, while digging, I hit a gas line and blew up our house. Well, Bob, I am just blown away. No pun intended, of course. Why wouldn't you just call 811? So, the takeaway, folks, to stay out of the doghouse, call 811 before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. Propane is a safe, reliable, and clean energy source, and it's important that you are aware of these basic safety tips. Be sure that all family members are familiar with the smell of propane, know where the shutoff valve is, and what to do if a leak is suspected. Your propane provider will continue to offer a gas system check by one of their professionally trained technicians at no cost to you. Ask your provider for a pamphlet about more important propane safety info. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. The Treasury Department is establishing new rules to keep tabs on the owners of small companies. This is going to affect most businesses with fewer than 20 employees. Fox's Jared Halpern has the details. Treasury officials say the new rules will bring about a sea change in corporate transparency, establishing a database of personal information on the owners of millions of U.S. businesses. It's part of an effort to combat illicit finance and comes as U.S. and Western allies attempt to sanction Russian billionaires and other allies of Russian President Vladimir Putin. In a statement, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen says the rule will make it harder for criminals, organized crime rings, and other illicit actors to hide their identities and launder money. Most businesses with fewer than 20 employees will need to register with the government and report the people who own, control, or created those firms. 
America's largest block party, Cruising the Coast, is back October 2nd through 9th, celebrating its 26th anniversary with nonstop fun and entertainment from Moss Point to Waveland on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Middays with Gerard Gibbert will be there live with our friends from Coastal Mississippi Tourism Wednesday from 10 to 1 p.m. at the Biloxi Town Green. Rated the number one car show in the country by USA Today, it's America's largest block party. For more information, visit CoastalMississippi.com. How has Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation impacted your life over the last 100 years? Connecting the state through broadband service, protecting your private property, great insurance, member benefits saving your hard-earned income, and oh yes, our farms grow the cleanest and safest food in the world. Agriculture and so much more. We're what's best for all Mississippi. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. 100 years of faith, family, and farm bureau. Become a member today at msfb.org. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. And now, the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. That's what I like listening. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Here on Super Talk Mississippi. everyone midday super talk mississippi we are back in the element well studios hour two of the program joining us now jeff canton president of gulf states renewable energy industries association hey jeff thanks for coming on you got us jeff doesn't appear he can hear us there rhino Here we go. You got you, Jeff? All right, Rhino's still working on that. We wanted to have uh, Jeff on. I think he's going to call him back on the phone. We had him on VMix on the video. We're going to see if we can get in touch with him on the phone. Uh, Jeff is uh, wanting to come on and and talk about uh, the comments from PSC Commissioner Dane Maxwell. You know, he was on our program a couple of days ago talking about the net metering program recently adopted by the PSC. There was a public hearing held at uh, 10 o'clock on Tuesday morning at the PSC concerning uh, these new rules. And uh, Jeff wanted to come on and, and discuss that from the perspective of his organization, which represents renewable energy. So we look forward to that. Uh, golly, there's uh, lots of uh, text on here. We appreciate all the engagement regarding the discussion we were having about concealed carry by teachers and schools and so forth. It doesn't appear that a lot of the districts are on board with that. How we doing? We got it? All right. Hey, Jeff, you there? All right. Yep, doing good. Thank oh, awesome. On. Yeah, you bet. So we uh, first, tell us about your organization and its mission and your role there. I appreciate that. Uh, Gulf States Renewable Energy has been active in Mississippi and Louisiana and the region for about 10 years. 
Uh, it was set up uh, many years ago by uh, several renewable energy companies that were trying to help create jobs and bring uh, the opportunities of clean energy into the region. Uh, there's been a lot of benefit around the country and around the world from this new technology, and we've looked at it from a business point of view, and how do we get good policy that supports new new jobs? Um, or from the association's point of view, we've been uh, in the in the business of bringing these technologies into uh, each of the regions, each of the states, and uh, even down to the municipalities uh, for both the small scale that you might have on a home or a business and anything up to the grid scale that is for, you know, utilities to, to invest in for the to help get costs down for utilities for uh, all rate payers. So who would be your members, Jeff? Uh, we've got about 40 members right now. It's anything from uh, a small installer in, in Mississippi that puts in solar panels on home or business up to national companies that are looking to put in large-scale projects for some of the utilities. And uh, they're looking to help take some of the best practices learned in other parts of the country and say, what can we do to, to make things work better? How, how does Mississippi take advantage of what has been a benefit around uh, the parts of the country. So it's uh, a lot of it is developers and builders, and uh, you even get to, um, I'm trying to think of some of the, the other construction groups, but really folks who are looking to implement some of the best policy practices that we've learned around the country. Okay, so, but you represent the Gulf states. Which states do those include exactly? Primarily Mississippi and Louisiana, okay. and we've also done work in Alabama. Uh, we were we, we originally came on with Louisiana, Mississippi, and then we were asked uh, by the national group to work with Alabama, which is still very early in its process of uh, developing the technology. Okay, and and I assume there are peer organizations to they're similar to yours that represent other regions of the country. That's correct. So okay. every region has its own. Some states have their own. You know, Texas and Florida have their own organizations. There's a national organization, the Solar Energy Industries Association, that represents federal a lot of federal policy uh, and, and tries to make sure that it's uh, really going to benefit the citizens. Okay. So uh, you're aware that we had Public Service Commissioner for the Southern District of Mississippi, Dane Maxwell, on the program on Tuesday, and this was uh, just immediately following, frankly, a public hearing that was held on Tuesday by the Public Service Commission regarding <laughs> their new net metering rules. What did you think about uh, uh, Dane Maxwell's position there? I think he voted against the new net metering rules. The three public service commissioners uh, voted for them on a, on a uh, vote of two to one. He was the dissenting vote there. Your thoughts about his comments about it and his reason for opposition? Well, everybody's you got obviously entitled to their, their opinion. Um, I, I respect... Uh, uh, Commissioner Maxwell, I, I believe there's uh, a lot for the state to benefit from renewable energy. Um, I think there's certainly some uh, some uh, concerns that maybe haven't been fully thought out um, by by folks who are opposing some of the changes. Uh, you know, you imagine you're trying to implement good policy anywhere in the country, and and some folks just need a little bit of time to wrap their head around it. Um, I do think some of the assertions made by Commissioner Maxwell are quite accurate uh, as regards to whether low-income folks will benefit from this and whether costs are going to be shared. When you look at, at a simplest manner, when you look at the, the total cost of this program, which is is going to be minor compared to something like the, the Kemper bailout of billions of dollars, you know, there's, there's not uh, such concerns with um, subsidizing such uh, investments in, in 
issues like that, where there is something like a solar program that would actually directly benefit low income and uh, really all all Mississippians, right? Um, any, anybody in the areas that uh, have what's called an IOU, the investor-owned utilities, uh, Mississippi Power or Energy, um, those folks are, are going to be able to see um, their bills lowered. Everybody is, is going to be eligible for this. So it's not something that anybody has left out in a way. And the, the cost of the program just pales in comparison to, to uh, larger projects that have really not brought any benefit to the state. So this is something that not only will be able to be uh, small businesses and working work class folks in Mississippi benefit from uh, from their their energy savings, but they're actually going to be able to make a business out of this. The the goal of this effort is not just to to provide savings to a few, but it's to provide an opportunity for savings to everybody, while also being able to say, look, this is a business you can get into, right? Um, we're in the we're in we're in the business of solar businesses, right, and mm-hmm. renewable energy businesses. Um, Resiliency is something that I think is taken for granted when we talk about solar energy and clean energy because those um, solar systems that get put out there can be tied in with a battery and provide backup power when the grid goes out, which we've had happen more and more with increasing storms. So it's, this is much more than just about adding a, uh, you know, another cost onto folks. This is about saving money, creating jobs, and adding resilience to our community. So you said the cost pales in comparison. What, what is the cost exactly? Is there a dollar amount you can uh, share with us? You know, the, the program, I believe, was budgeted to, um, and, and don't hold me, don't have the figures right in front of me, but I believe it's $4 million for Mississippi Power and $8 million for um, Intergy Mississippi. And, you know, when you look at the total cost of those programs, those are really only providing a tiny fraction of the actual system cost for the folks that are investing in it. And it just is to make it a little bit easier. That's going to spur, you know, if you say, I think it's like a $2,000 um, rebate was proposed Three. for some of these folks. Three. Yeah, uh, 3000 mm-hmm. for, I believe, the low income, and it was a little different for the for the standard. But the total cost of the system might be ten or fifteen or $20,000. And in addition to that, uh, that rebate are some federal incentives that come in and actually pay 30 40 50% of that cost. So 30, that's federal 30. money we're leveraging to bring in to the state as well, and you're using uh, job – you're basically enabling a project that is going to have an economic impact and create some jobs. So this is it's much more about uh, – much more than just a little uh, a giveaway. This is really leveraging a little bit of ratepayer funds to, to bring in a lot more federal funds and develop um, an industry that can create jobs in Mississippi. So the program – just to clarify that – the program would enable the utility companies to increase their rates in order to cover this cost, spread that $8 million cost for energy, for example, across the uh, their customer base. Is that accurate? It hasn't been clear from the utilities what the rate impact, if any, there would be. Uh, you know, when you think about what eight million dollars is to a utility that runs billions of dollars, you know, sure. tens of billions of dollars a year, um, the impact of an eight million dollar uh, investment in their community versus you know a multi-billion-dollar investment in, in sort of failed technologies that uh, uh, that were are not proven. Um, when we're compares, comparing what the benefit is to Mississippians, uh, solar energy is proven. It's been out there for 30 years plus. And yeah. so we know exactly what it's going to do compared to some of the other investments. We got started a, l- a little late here, Jeff. We got a break on us right now. Can you hang around through the break and talk some more? It's, 
Yes, sir. We got Jeff Canton, president of Gulf States Renewable Energy Industries Association. Stay with us. Middays is in the Element Wealth Studios. We're coming right back. They mess around. They're doing the mess around. They're doing the mess around. Everybody doing the mess around. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. This is Treasurer David McRae. One out of every 10 Mississippians has unclaimed money. It's not the government's money. It's your money. And I want to help return it to you. Join Treasurer David McRae and team this Saturday, October 1st at Brandon City Hall from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. They will help you find out if you have any unclaimed money and how to claim it. To expedite your claim, be sure to bring a photo ID, a social security number, and proof of address. Other documentation may be needed. Check online to see if your name is on the list at treasury.ms.gov. Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations. Community outreach programs and quality jobs for nearly 400 Mississippians. Our commitment to building healthier communities in Mississippi has never been stronger. Learn more at magnoliahealthplan.com slash benefits. Longevity means something when you do business. And since 1871, the family atmosphere has been the cornerstone at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Stop in to shop the huge selection of Deer Camp specials to get you ready for that big buck. Are you ready to move that project to the front burner? Gaddis McLaurin has the lumber you need to make that fall project come into focus. And Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile is ready to help you get that fall garden in tip-top shape. Family is in the name at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. We'll see you soon. Are you a hard worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Key Constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training, leadership development, and benefits. To learn more about what it takes to be a Black Label Bridge Builder, please visit Key's website at keyconstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the Black Label Bridge builders. Don't just dream, dream big, because it's Miskelly's anniversary, and we're celebrating with a big event, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Monday. Save up to 15% off the looks you want. Plus, with special 60 months financing, there's never a down payment required. Don't wait any longer to buy your new sectional or bedroom. With savings up to 15% and easy payments, this is the sale you've been waiting on. We're celebrating our 44th year with four big days through Monday at Miskelly's. Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Middays with Gerard What? What? This is so awesome. 
on Super Talk Mississippi. everyone middays from the element well studios super talk mississippi we are visiting with jeff canton president gulf states renewable energy industries association so all right so it's eight million bucks i i did in fact uh pose this question yesterday to public service commissioner brent bailey who did support the program he's the central district i uh, this was just in a, a private conversation and he doesn't mind me sharing this it wasn't anything that was uh, considered confidential, but he did say, in fact, yeah, the the utility companies could raise rates to offset this cost. Now, I agree, it's eight million bucks. It's de minimis. It's fractional. It's 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 just a sliver, honestly, of uh, what goes into production of, of power and how the bills and in the in the metering is calculated. I agree. It, you wouldn't notice it. I think the bigger issue that I have, Jeff, and this is what I expressed to Brent and and uh, to Public Service Commissioner Maxwell as well, is are there limitations? I mean, $8 million doesn't bother me. And if it uh, is something that they think makes sense as a commission, okay. But what if it was $800 million? Are there, how, <laughs> to what degree are they limited? That's where I have concerns. We have this kind of autonomous regulatory body in the Public Service Commission. It's not kind of, it is. Now, it is it is to, to a great extent, it is established by, of course, and dictated by statute. And I don't know what the limitations are. And when I've asked those questions, I don't seem to be able to get an answer on that. And so that tells me maybe we need to do some further review and investigation. I guess the other concern I have is that I, I, I hear your, your statement uh, and it's it it's well received. Is it? Hey, this is something that could benefit people. It could create jobs, etc. I think it's a question for me philosophically of whether or not a government agency, in this case the Public Service Commission, should try to influence behavior that way. And in this case, your members are benefiting from these subsidies. I mean, you have to admit that when when the government is paying for part of this investment, you you pointed out as well the federal government with this recently passed Inflation Reduction Act, which is really just a big climate bill, and now we've got the state. I mean, so those that are in that business, they are not only benefiting from it, from these credits, from these subsidies, from government assistance to a great extent, they don't exist without it. And so they're, they are tinkering and they're intervening in the market. If this is such a good thing for consumers, why do they need financial aid from government for them to see the, the logic of making that investment? And I'll shut up and let you talk. I appreciate that, and it's, it's it's very interesting observations. I think there's a perception that if you create an incentive for something, then it, it might not be able to exist without it. And I, I would point out a lot of other states have had have or have had solar incentives and incentives for all kinds of industries and activities over time. And those are curated not to necessarily prop up uh, an industry that wouldn't be uh, viable otherwise, but it's to get an industry started in an area. 
Uh, if you look at the the way rates are structured in Mississippi and some of just the how slow some of the technologies have been to pick up um, in the state, the the commission is tasked with uh, uh, with economic development. It is part of the mandate. Um, it is something that they feel obliged to do, and they do have both authority um, and uh, the responsibility, uh, as far as my understanding, that they have to uh, act on. And if they look at what is in their toolbox and they say, well, what's the most effective way we can do economic development? Um, and they look at how other states are growing their renewable energy businesses and communities, then those those tools in their pocket are to ask the utilities to participate in a way that helps create uh, and improve that industry. But it doesn't mean that that will necessarily be around forever. Um, just as, as all other good incentives are in place and eventually uh, dial back to where that, that, that industry is self-supporting. You know, certainly our members benefit from this, but our members also have other areas that they can go and work, you know, for the, they can go to, to Texas, they can go to Florida that have stronger existing markets. But a lot of us, I've got family from Laurel, you know, I want to see them benefit from this. So I, I want them to be able to grow their businesses uh, in that area, the, the job creation in that area and get the economic benefit from the savings of, of solar energy. But um, the the commission feels an obligation to act on economic development. They they have made a program that I believe is, is pretty frugal. I mean, there's a lot of other states that would do a lot more for building up an industry than, um, than what is proposed here. Um, and there are states that have far more uh, progressive uh, proposals in this this is a very conservative proposal they put forward and uh you look at other states such uh you know as florida arkansas texas they've got uh similar um different areas within them have similar programs that are doing what they can to build up their industry and then they step back and let the industry act on its own so I i think you have to remember subsidies uh are given to fossil fuel industries all the time far more um than they are for this this is something that the state is looking to create a, and, and enhance a new industry for, for the benefit of its citizens. And this is what's in the commission's toolbox to participate. Yeah, so with all due respect, Jeff, what I'm hearing from you is uh, this is a good thing because it's done elsewhere. <laughs> so even though I disagree with those policies elsewhere as well, and so it's almost like, well, we send over here, so we might as well do it here as well. I, that's what I, my take is on that, honestly. And it, it, it's not it's just my opinion, of course, but I don't agree with the subsidies to the fossil fuels industry the way they are as well. And if you really dig underneath the covers on that, it's not quite what the average person thinks it is, in, in my view. Uh, and in this case, you're making the point that we're trying to get a new industry started. And, and sure, I'm all for economic development. I participate in that uh, on as a member of the board of the Madison County Economic Development Authority. I have been for five years. I'm all for that. I get it. And I understand how critical and important uh, power and energy infrastructure is to those efforts. There's no doubt about it. It's it's top of mind. It's just in this case, it's money, it's government money that's going out on a targeted basis to a specific industry. And then what happens is everybody shows up and says, well, you're doing it in that that industry. you got to do it over here as well. The next thing you know, we got $31 trillion in debt. And that's 
a lot of it. Everybody, I've said this many times on the program, we got 100 senators and 435 members of the House, and they're all in there trying to lobby for their constituents and for their states so they can get the maximum amount of money to send home the bacon, and you know, then we get $31 trillion in debt. It's okay if it's coming to me, just not to those other people, is kind of the attitude. So it's, it's a philosophical objection, I guess I, I have to it, and, and, and in this case, I still don't understand why do we got to pay people to do something that's so good for them? Help me understand I, that. You know, I completely agree. We don't need to be increasing and, and watching budgets balloon. I'm, I'm definitely a, a, a small budget person myself. The, I think this program, you, it is, as you say, it's philosophical. Do you, do you want uh, yeah. the state to be able to see a new industry without waiting um, you know, in line behind 50 other states? Uh, the, there's a lot of investment money in the country that can go somewhere, yeah. and this is a way to get things kick-started, but I don't think it should be there forever. I think it is something where it's a way to attract new industry, just as you would if you want a new uh, Nissan plant. You know, you, you say, hey, I'm give you a couple bucks, pick us over – uh, over Texas, and, and let's get a, let's create a thousand jobs. You're, we, have, we have the potential to create hundreds of jobs from this without a lot of work on the part of the on the government. And if the government, you know, can't step up and, and help the community better itself uh, in small uh, increments without blowing up that budget, uh, then I, I definitely feel like that is is a tool that is in their tool belt. But you know, well, let's that, be clear: eight million dollars ain't going to blow the budget up. Uh, so I don't I don't have any like I said I mean just from a practical perspective that, that's a rounding error at best it's a rounding petty cash error honestly so that's not that's not a big deal uh, let's kind of move to a different aspect of this is which is the carve out of fifty percent of that going to low-income households, and in accordance with the policy that's defined as below 250% of the federal poverty level, what's the purpose of that? Why, why is there a carve-out for low-income households? If we're trying to, in fact, incentivize and create and establish a new industry, why do we care which households participate? You know, there's a lot of discussion about why I support low-income uh, over um, – uh, you know, somebody with a lot more funds. I, I think, you know, Mississippi is, is definitely at the lower end. And, and again, this is not the association uh, of trying to set social policy, but I feel that the, the commissioners in particular felt that, from my understanding, that the low-income side was very important, being that their their mandate is economic uh, development, That because Mississippi is a little bit lower on the scale okay. as far as uh, cost of living and their um, standard of living, for their lowest so income, it's, so and, I, and I, we got to go. But so it's what, what, and I know that's what will happen as well. It's my understanding. So what they basically said, those that support this, well, we got to do a little wealth redistribution while we're trying to get this solar industry going at the same time. That that's what it looks like to the average person. It does to me for sure. So well, it, it, you know, if we have to create jobs, wouldn't it be better to take somebody who's at the lower to the un, um, unemployment scale? And, don't need and to. You don't in. need to give them subsidies for solar panels. We got to go. Appreciate you coming on, Jeff. We'll talk soon. Thanks. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies, high near 78. Tonight, clear skies, low down to 54. Your finally Friday rolls in with sunny conditions, high near 81. Friday evening, mostly clear, low around 57. And a look to Saturday, sunny skies, high near 82. 
This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. In life and in business, one thing is certain, change. That's why Pillium Corporation is ready to keep you ahead of the curve on ever-evolving technology, critical for your company's security and growth. To that end, the Pillium team offers IT support and security and forensics, plus cloud services and networking, mobile communications, body cams, and in-car video systems, and real-time crime center technology. Visit us at Pillium.com. Smart people, smart business, smart solutions. In Mississippi, fall means cooler temperatures, football, and hunting season. It also means amazing rebates from Browning Safe Company. But not just any rebate. Triple rebates. Security Joe with Discount Gun Safe says it's time to save big now on a new Browning Safe for your home or office. From now till the end of September, purchase a new in-stock Browning Safe and receive a rebate for $150, $225, or $300. That's triple the savings on Mississippi's number one choice of gun safes. Just think of what you can do with that extra money. Come visit the showroom of Discount Gun Safe, 2636 Old Brandon Road in Pearl, and browse from over 200 safes. Planning on building a safe room in your next dream house? Check out the Browning Fire Rated and FEMA Approved Vault Door on display at Discount Gun Safe. If you need your new safe delivered and installed, their licensed and discreet delivery can do it for as little as $100. That's Discount Gun Safe, 2636 Old Brandon Road in Pearl. Less England for Clark's Construction. The kind of work that Jerry's done for me includes you know, minor repairs like rotting wood, remodeling uh, the master bath, uh, putting new French doors on the back of the house. He understands what he's doing, and he usually points out you know, why I've had problems and not only how to fix it, but how to fix it so the problem doesn't recur. I think Jerry's trustworthiness is beyond reproach. Call 601-214-9463. Clark's Construction, a company you can trust. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The NAACP and others are asking the EPA to investigate Mississippi for alleged discriminatory practices in dispersing federal money for infrastructure needs in the capital city. This is the latest in an ongoing water crisis that's plagued Jackson for years. Senator Briggs Hobson told us lawmakers are already discussing ways that they can possibly help out. You know, you're giving Jackson the same things that every other city got. There were a significant amount of ARPA funds put up this past year for water and sewer projects and there will likely be some more this coming year. We've got over $300 million left to appropriate. I think that's kind of the, the dilemma and the issue that people have is, one, is why are we treating Jackson any differently? And I think that's something we need to look at. Obviously, um, that taken care of. and we've got- According to the DOJ, roughly 300 boil water notices have been issued over the past two years. Down trees and limbs contacting power lines can lead to power outages. 
If you are a homeowner, don't get stuck in the dark. Let Taylor Power Systems protect your home against outages with a standby power generator. Financing is now available. Call Taylor Power Systems today at 601-932-5674 to discuss the right standby generator for your home. Fall is here, which means school is in session, cooler weather, and football. If you are like most families, you're always on the go. Polk's has great dinner ideas for your busy family, like Polk's smoked sausages or delicious ham steaks, great for something quick and easy. Or how about Polk's Cajun or garlic and green onion smoked sausage? Add great flavor to your red beans and rice, jambalaya, gumbo, or spaghetti night. There's no buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. Mississippi loves high school football. And now you can stream tons of high school football games from across the Magnolia State each Friday night just by going to supertalk.fm slash high school. That's supertalk.fm slash high school. And of course, on Friday nights during the season, there's always a game on your local Super Talk radio station. The season's on the line. When it comes to high school football in Mississippi, nobody does it like we do. We are Super Talk Mississippi. Attention, adoring fans! It's time for Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi. Well, that was an interesting conversation. Hope uh, you enjoyed it. And I wasn't too hard on him, was uh, Rhino? No, I, I, nah. thought, I, I thought it was actually a good dialogue, good uh, back and forth, good debate. I, I think there's a, a bit of a philosophical difference there, and that's fine. That's absolutely fine. I, I, it's good, I think, to get the perspective of others and not sort of jump to conclusions based on high-level, minimum amount of information. I, I will say that I had a conversation with, uh, like I said during the interview, with uh, Mr. Mr. Canton. did have a conversation with Public Service Commissioner Brent Bailey yesterday and about this subject as well. So, gosh, I... I had a conversation with two of the three public service commissioners in two consecutive days about this uh, issue, this matter. And I, I didn't know it was $8 million, and, and uh, Brett wasn't aware of the amount either off the top of his head. And that's that's not being critical. That's fine. Um, you know, more the, the programs and the concept of the program, I think, is more important than anything and just the mechanics of it. It, um, I, I guess it's one of those things where, you know, Mr. Canton mentioned that, well, other states are doing that, and therefore they're going to attract these industries. And I know that, that plays out in economic development projects in general as, uh, as well. There's no doubt about that. And I, I remember 
Governor Phil Bryant defending that practice. Uh, I've seen him say a couple of times, hey, when the other states stop uh, using tax incentives, etc., to attract industry, then we will. But as long as they are, we have to compete with that. That's that's a little different, I think, a little different matter, in my view, when that's coming from the counties, the state, the municipalities, as opposed to when, again, my fundamental concern is we have a public service commission, a regulatory body that has this kind of authority to establish a program like that. And again, I simply ask, what are the limits on that? At a minimum, that seems like maybe this has exposed it a little bit and we ought to take a look at it. It is absolutely true, as Mr. Kant said, the federal government has provided various subsidies to the fossil fuels industry really as a means to encourage domestic energy production for a very long time. And they're designed to lower the cost of that production. And so the the taxpayers do get some benefit out of that. Certainly it's subject in a candidate. The, the subject is a candidate for debate as to whether or not the government should do that whatsoever, whether or not that's a good investment for the taxpayers. And this is all, once again, all, all distills down, filters down to what really is the role of the government? That's what it boils down to. And there, uh, as you can imagine, there are varying philosophies and varying degrees of those philosophies. And that's how the sausage is made, essentially. So, uh, anyhow, the, um, the subsidies to the, to the industry the federal government provides, indirect and direct, honestly, there's some just provisions in the tax code that some people call subsidies, and they're really just provisions that uh, are designed to reduce an energy producer's tax bill. So they're not a, like, here's a check, go do something with it, so to speak. And we just passed, I mean, a great example of the, is this CHIPS Act we just passed that has a face value price tag of $280 billion, but when you really look underneath the covers, it's going to come out to be more like $500 billion. And it's just, it's another. It's another area where you scratch your head and say, gosh, is this the role of government? You know, is, the, is this a good use of taxpayer money? The bigger issue I have is when do we ever say we just can't afford it? That just doesn't seem, that, that statement doesn't seem to exist in Washington. Well, we can't afford it. It just never comes up. If uh, it's something that they want to do, they just ram it through without any regard for whether or not we can afford it. That never enters the conversation. It never factors into the decision in policy making. It's just incredible. So now, I will say that what are often deemed this, this direct versus indirect subsidies to the fossil fuels industry, again, it's just really complex tax code, such as uh, something called intangible drilling cost, the, the uh, so-called IDC, as it is commonly known, uh, the, the parlance for it in that industry, in the fossil fuels, and in the tax preparation, in tax planning industry. 
and, and then there's the percentage depletion, which is an accounting methodology that's similar to depreciation. Most folks are, are familiar with that, where you deduct the cost of an asset over a period of time, uh, except until they just pass this goofy Inflation Reduction Act, 100% of capital expenditures in general were eligible for immediate expensing as opposed to depreciating over the useful life of the asset. Well, that's where the 15% minimum tax comes in, because companies that leverage that provision often end up with a a tax bill that's less than 15% of their book income, which doesn't allow immediate expensing. So it's just a tax reconciliation and why companies keep two sets of books, one for tax purposes, one for for accounting purposes. So anyhow, there are some credits for clean coal investments and stuff like that. But see, this is what's crazy about government. And by the way, Thomas sent in an interesting... Uh, text here. He said, the city of Moorhead built a new gazebo with benches and swings and placed no loitering signs around it. And it it made me think of that. appreciate that, Thomas. Isn't that the purpose of a gazebo? <laughs> Thomas asked. Yeah, I thought that was a place where you hung out. You loitered, right, for, for relaxation and enjoyment. But the same is true. Rhino, think about this. So we have these subsidies that they're calling subsidies, such as the IDC and the percentage completion and the clean coal, et cetera. We got those on the books, and yet we got the government saying, we're putting them all out of business. <laughs> it's just so typical of the these conflicts that exist, these inconsistencies, right? I'm reminded of the gazillions of dollars that the government spent on advertising and promotion to convince people not to smoke, while at the same time providing subsidies to the tobacco industry, as an example. I mean, there's countless numbers of these examples. And again, it's just dumb, really. It's like, who's running the place? You have to scratch your head. Uh, Let's see. What did you say? Pat Dale from the Delta says, nobody can ever answer how they really think these low-income people that make about $20,000 a year are actually going to go out and buy solar panels, even with the subsidies, because they aren't. So I did post this question to Commissioner Bailey yesterday, right? I said, so, okay, help me understand the structure of the program. you got a certain amount of money. Now we learn, according to Mr. Canton, and I haven't verified that, but I have no reason to dispute him or to uh, not take what he shared with us as the truth, which is $8 bucks, which ain't a lot of money, honestly. So it's $8 bucks. Now, according to Commissioner Bailey, half of that, $4 million, is is designated for low-income households, defined as less than 250% of the federal poverty level. Which, by the way, for an individual, let's see, comes out to be about thirty, thirty-two grand a year. All right, for an individual, for a family of four, it's about sixty-three thousand a year in the state of Mississippi. So what Commissioner Bailey said was, well, half is available for non-low-income households, and half's available for low-income households. So I said, okay, help me understand how this works. 
Let's suppose that non-low-income households apply, submit for the credits. Sounds to me like there's $4 million out there available to them, right? Once you get to that threshold, can you then allow them to receive credits that are designated for the low-income households? And he didn't think so. So we could have a situation where it's $4 million for low-income, $4 uh, million for all those above low-income, and there's not enough of either category, but you would think probably more likely not enough of the low-income category for obvious reasons. So what happens? Nobody really knows. So, but, but see, that's where I have a problem. I thought the goal was to get solar panels out there to get more renewable energy in place and to, and to um, in, encourage and assist the new industry, promote it. Doesn't make any sense. Why do we got to have that feature? We're coming right back on Midday. Stay with us. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is just that, a family. It was just a good experience in, in itself to how they did it and how loving and compassionate they are. I was just so excited because it was exactly what he tells you. I cried. <laughs> I really cried. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, 772 Lake Harbor Drive in Richland, 601-607-7876. Swing into the Sanderson Farms Championship for a good time and a great way to give back. Proceeds from the championship are donated to Children's of Mississippi to support the nearly 180,000 patient visits each year. Last year, $1.5 million were raised for Children's of Mississippi, and more than $300,000 were raised for over 60 additional Mississippi charities. So join us for the Sanderson Farms Championship September 26th through October 2nd at the Country Club of Jackson. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again! If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by, see us, or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. This is a midday agri-market report. Portions of the upper Midwest experienced the first frost of the fall Wednesday morning and cooler temperatures this week have many growers questioning if their late planted corn will be ready to combine before the first freeze. Understanding how weather influences grain moisture and corn dry down can help forecast harvest timing. Estimating dry down is definitely more of an art versus a science, says Dana Harder, a certified crop advisor and field agronomist with Burroughs Seed, who covers Missouri and west central Illinois. The easiest place to start is looking at that milk line to predict where your moisture is. The milk line is a visible boundary on a corn kernel marking where the liquid and starch are divided. It can be detected on the back side of the kernel opposite the embryo between early dent and black layer stages. At the R5 stage, estimated grain moisture is still a 50 to 55% of the kernel. By the time the milk line is about halfway down, you're at 40 to 45%. 
I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network. This is Jake Mangum, player for the New York Mets organization and former Mississippi State Bulldog. When you got everything on the line, you need a team behind you that's dedicated to getting the job done. That's why I love Farm Bureau. Their great rates are supported by a wonderful customer service team that stands by me through thick and thin. It's time to join Farm Bureau. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Propane is the energy for everyone, especially farmers like you. It's a single energy source that can fuel most anything on your farm. From irrigation and grain drying to building heating, propane has you covered. Reliable, hardworking propane will help you improve yields, protect your land, and save money. See how propane can help meet your farm's energy needs by visiting propane.com now. Propane. It's the energy for everyone. Richard Cross, be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Come on. Come on. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. All right, we are back on Super Talk Mississippi. us into this segment on Middays, final one of Hour 2 of the program. We appreciate you joining us today. We are once again in the Element Wealth Studios. Don't forget the Sanderson Farms Championship. It is here. It is here. And uh, we're going to be at the Country Club of Jackson again today. Sports Talk Mississippi will be. They were there yesterday. Going to be there again today. And then the Gallo Show in Middays will be on site at the Country Club of Jackson tomorrow for the Sanderson Farms Championship. Swing into the Sanderson Farms Championship for a good time and a great way to give back. Proceeds from the championship are donated to Children's of Mississippi. For more info, go to sandersonfarmschampionship.com. Today, also, Steve Azar's on the, uh, the big uh, network here. In a Mississippi Minute, you'll hear an interview with Steve's longtime buddy, Lance Wilson, as they tell some crazy story. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar is presented by visitmississippi.org. You can hear the show each Thursday and Friday, 1 to 2 p.m. on most super top Mississippi stations and available everywhere you listen to podcasts. Our good friend, Steve Azar. So, just watching the Dow, now down to 446, investors extremely concerned about inflation, CPI data out today, more corporate CEOs are saying, especially from the manufacturing sector, we intend to continue to raise prices through 2023. What happened to Joe Biden's Inflation Reduction Act? Where's Jay Powell? who Joe Biden said was going to solve this inflation problem, where's he? 
All he can do is raise interest rates, monetary policy. They have zero plans from a fiscal policy perspective to rein in this crushing inflation. On the ceasefire text line, the Public Service Commission is not to promote economic development. It is regulatory. Well, I agree, that's true. However, it is true that they are responsible for ensuring that the state has adequate energy resources. And that means and includes as well adequate to support industrial growth, economic growth. So in that respect, it is part of their responsibility because energy, power, etc., is critical. It's essential to a thriving economy, to economic growth. Where I think it gets a little awry is when you start putting in subsidy programs for specific industries. And it, it comes to mind, well, what about the industries that don't get subsidies? What about them? What do we have for them? And so the issue I had with Mr. Canton was you really can't justify bad policy with other bad policy. That's all I was trying to say. So, and, and honestly, the fossil fuel subsidies, in my opinion, these, these accounting mechanisms, I don't really see those as subsidies. It's not like checks are being written to them. It's, it's just uh, accounting methodology in our ridiculously complex tax code. And you look, you could point to everything in the tax code. You mean you get to deduct your expenses to compute your profit before you levy your income tax on it? Well, that's a subsidy. Not really. I mean, so that, that then, of course, triggers the question that I've said so many times, when you have this debate about taxation and tax policy, tax methodology, we just need to put a flat tax in and tax everything the same. Tax what? That's the question. There are thousands and thousands of pages of code <laughs> that determine what the what is. That is, what you apply the tax rates to. That's the fundamental problem is there's just it's complicated. Tell me what income is. Well, they just need to tax you on what you make. Well, tell me how you calculate what you make. Well, the oil industry says, well, that means we got to have some intangible drilling costs in there. You see where I'm going with that, how complicated that gets? It's a monster. It truly is. Why do we have an industry <laughs> that's in that business that you got to go pay? In the case of big oil companies, they got armies on staff to do that. Then they got external parties involved in that. I actually, Rhino, interviewed to, to work in the tax department of Texas Eastern Corporation. Go look them up. Gigantic pipeline company that has, by the way, pipes all over the state of Mississippi. Texas Eastern. And it was to work in their tax department. And there was like 200 people in the tax department in Houston. And that was in 1980. <laughs> Before it got really complicated. Time for a break here on Middays. Super Talk Mississippi is coming right back after the news. We are in the Element Well Studios.
listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Barone's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. This is a Fox News alert. I'm Chris Foster. A lot of people on the southwest Florida coast are finding their homes gone or heavily damaged by Hurricane Ian. Fox's Steve Harrigan at a mobile home park in Charlotte County. One after the other, all the way down the street, down the next street, everything gone. As far as any rescue goes or any help, we haven't seen any movement at all on the ground. Communication, extremely difficult. People really seemed shell-shocked. The storm's been moving up and across the state, causing more flooding. Georgia and the Carolinas were in the storm's path next. Confirmation the economy shrank over the first half of the year. The final read on the second quarter gross domestic product showing it fell by six-tenths of a percent. The GDP tumbled 1.6% the first three months of the year. The definition of a recession is commonly defined as two consecutive quarters of negative growth. That's Fox's Lillian Wu. Fewer Americans put in new unemployment claims last week and fewer are currently on unemployment. America's listening to Fox News. As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. Hey, this is Will with Service Specialists. Are you looking for new employees, spending hours searching recruitment sites? For over 50 years, Service Specialists has been connecting hard-to-find qualified candidates for employers. We have candidates for all your administrative, professional, manufacturing, and industrial needs. Check us out online at servicespecialistltd.com. That's servicespecialistltd.com. Service Specialists, your expert recruiters helping employers and job candidates connect since 1967 with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, and Oxford. The best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The Mississippi Department of Transportation is going to need more funding in the long term, according to Northern District Transportation Commissioner John Caldwell. We have just begun the first year that's above $1.2 billion. In the last 12 years, we've been staying flat on our revenue. And a lot of people remember the lottery funds coming to us. Uh, the first $80 million come to us, but that didn't take us up. Uh, because our, we're losing revenue on the fuel tax side. And then we hear a lot of numbers thrown around from federal increases to the state increase and things like that. And, and it's it's real money. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, I want to be thankful, but uh, definitely not satisfied with where we are. Right. He explained that families started cutting back on driving when gas prices went up, and that's affected MDOT's bottom line. For all things Mississippi, visit supertalk.fm. Toll free. Welcome back. We're talking to Bob and his wife about doghouse living. Well, it's okay. Our doghouse is a double wide and two stories at that. Wow. An alternative for today's high priced homes. Really? Try having your feet hang out all winter. Yeah, it's challenging. Folks, stay out of the doghouse by calling 811 before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. Twilight Concerts at Renaissance are back as Ratchet Entertainment presents Blues Traveler and Government Mule live Saturday, October 22nd. Blues Traveler with Government Mule. Plus Bon 
Bonneville. Tickets on sale now at twilightms.com for Government Mule, Blues Traveler, and Bonneville. Brought to you by Southern Beverage, Renaissance, Visit Ridgeland, and Watkins Construction. Produced by Ratchet Entertainment Group. The professional portion of the Sanderson Farms Championship teed off in Jackson earlier this morning. We took some time to catch up with Executive Director Steve Gent to talk about what he says is the strongest field in the tournament's 54-year history. For us, it's the official World Golf ranking, right? And our field by that ranking has gone up and up and up every year. There's a there's a popular European Tour event this week and where our field is stronger than that event um, for the first time. So... I think we're, we're doing the right things. You know, We have 144 of the world's best players here. Notable names competing for a piece of the $7.9 million purse include Sam Burns, who's number 12 in the world, Gary Woodland, Jason Duffner, and Lucas Glover. To purchase tickets as well as to view a full schedule of events, log on to supertalk.fm. I'm J.T. Mitchell. That's C Spire Country on a Saturday. And while fans show up for their teams, C Spire Business is here to help the stadium's team up their IT game. While the players run ironclad defense, all world-class IT experts do the same with state-of-the-art network security. While the running backs redefine fast, we do too with warp speed connectivity. Discover IT solutions to scale up your business and future-proof operations. Welcome to C Spire Country, where champions reign. Visit cspire.com slash business for details. Are you thinking about retirement or are you recently retired? Do you have a plan or do you have a drawer full of statements? If your answer is the latter, then you're not retirement planning, you're retirement hoping. Risks and inflation are rising and planning is critical now. At Element Wealth, our exclusive 360 process can create a strategy to help protect what you've worked so hard to build while still providing growth. To start the conversation, visit myelementwealth.com or call 601-957-6006. 601-957-6006. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Welcome to the show that challenges you to think deeply deeply. and look beyond political posturing. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Everyone to midday Super Talk Mississippi. We are in the Element Well Studios on this Friday Eve. Please get this storm out of here. Catastrophic damage in Fort Myers. I'm looking at the video feed in the studio right now. Uh, it's incredible, incredible. Fort Myers. It, it appears bore the brunt of the wrath of Hurricane Ian. Now, up along the East Coast, it looks like, uh, Rhino, the eye, is that what you see? This is uh, close to exiting out to the Atlantic, best I can tell. Saw some video from Orlando. Doesn't appear to be a lot of wind damage. I think winds 35 to 50 miles per hour gusts sustained at like 30, 33. Um, But water, flooding around the city. Meantime, the Dow has tanked even further. Hope it ain't me. Hope 
No, it's not me. It's uh, down 548. The NASDAQ down 361. The S&P has broken through its June low, its intraday low, down to 36.30 presently. The investors not happy about the news on inflation, not happy about the GDP report. Shows the economy contracted a little bit as well. I'm sure Joe will come out and tell us it's zero, like he did last time. Of course, we got Corinne Jean-Pierre. She'll spin the hell out of it, just like she did Joe's ridiculous gaffe, where he was searching for a member of Congress who tragically passed away in an auto accident not so long ago. And like I said, somebody mentioned it on the ceasefire text line. Once every, you know, couple of years, I can deal with every day that the guy talks, every time. Every time he opens his mouth. Every time. There's a gaffe. There's something goofy in there. In fact, I sent Rhino a montage. We may crank that up here in a minute. That's just a collection of just a few, a handful. You got that? It's kind of entertaining. The best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to, anyway, from from uh, uh, Char, excuse me, from Charlotte, one and another line going from in Florida down to Tampa of Putin's kleptocracy. Yeah. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him uh, foot. The idea that um, Los Angeles and uh, and uh, um, uh, um, what am I doing here? For two reasons: one, to we haven't been able to communicate it in a way that is. Let me say another way. With the nature. Not a solid meeting with um, with uh, the. Uh, they make a very good point. Here's the deal. Here's what drives the driver in the states that are affected. Here's what the, you can do, the drivers. We want to expand peak pre-K for three and four-year-olds. Millions of pre-K. The. Um, I mean, that's just since he's been president, right? You could probably make a couple of hours worth. I think there were a couple clips from the campaign trail, but yeah, that's the last few years. That's like a life's quota of gaffes. And why did they put him in this position? Why? They just insisted on it. It's selfish. You know those people who call us on the right selfish, inhumane, evil, wicked, uncaring. Oh, there's probably somebody who's a liberal listening right now screaming at their radio, you're making fun of it and bad of it! <laughs> no, we're making fun of someone unfit to hold the office of the President of the United States. Uh, period. Period. That's, that's all it's about. And I, honestly, 
you, how can you not laugh to some extent? And, and it's, it is kind of mean. It's kind of mean-hearted, mean-spirited to laugh at someone who's struggling like that cognitively. But you put him in that place. And then you've got Corrine Jean-Pierre trying to defend it, trying to spin it, trying to contextualize it. And, you know, I've said that before. <laughs> it's top of mind. Top of mind, garbage. Anytime the liberals start with this, contextualize. You know you're about to get some BS right there, aren't you? You can just count on it. Which really means we don't want to discuss the truth here. We don't want to debate that. We don't, in this case, we don't even want to apologize for it, acknowledge it, recognize it. No, we're going to twist it and distort it and pervert it and, and mutilate it. And just be happy with that. That's, that's the message. Uh, contextualize. you got to think of the context. No, it's pretty clear. He was looking for a dead person who wasn't there. There's no context to that. The John Lennon retort was the best, wasn't it? Yeah, he's top of mind, too, but I'm not looking for him. I, that was great. That was perfect. Seriously. Matt in West Point is talking about these subsidies, uh, the PSC program, wherein the utility companies will provide subsidies for the purchase and installation of solar panels, says sticking one industry to fund another competing industry is a horrible idea. And it does make you wonder, because it is what's happening. Now, the other aspect of this we didn't get to is the, the net metering where the power company, in accordance with law, the utility companies, the, in this case the electric company, has to purchase excess power. I'm not even sure if it has to be excess, if you want to know the truth. If you wanted to hook your solar panels up or create a solar panel farm, I think you can do that and sell that to the power company to introduce into the power distribution grid system. But in general, what this the, the theory here is you buy solar panels, you put them on your, your house, you got some power you want to sell back to the power company, you can do that. It's not dollar for dollar, meaning you don't sell it back at the same rate that they sold it to you for, which is priced as a, an amount per kilowatt hour. But once again, there's a premium extended to low-income households. And so... This is where I have an issue. It just seems to be a conflict. If in, if, in fact, the goal here is to stimulate, to encourage economic development by providing subsidies to people to buy certain products and create jobs, as, as uh, Mr. Kant said, in those industries, because you're getting some help from the government to go buy this product, which is produced and installed, etc., whatever the other elements of the supply chain are, and so there'd be more people required to meet that demand. Okay, that all makes sense. But why do you – I don't understand why that is needed, again, if it's so necessary. But more importantly, if that's the goal, then why are we discerning um, and creating a program that dis- discerns how the subsidies are issued and how the the net metering program works? based on the income level of the household. 
I mean, is there something magical about low-income households wherein that is more economically stimulative than a high-income household? If they're buying the same product? So what's behind that? What's the logic there? It just feels to me like there's that's that's a bit of just classic Democrat wealth redistribution. Take it out of this pocket, put it in that one. It it just has a smell to it. And then campaign on the empty promise of we're helping poor people. Right. And I I still wonder how many of them, first, how do you even get the word out to make people aware of this? That's that's one thing. You're going to have to spend a lot of money on that? Probably. And, And is that incumbent upon the utility companies? They'll be the ones doing that? Or are we going to see signs in the stadiums? from the Public Service Commission. Hey, sign up for your solar panel subsidies. It's a serious question. I don't know how that works. But it just, in general, seems to be a little bit more difficult to to reach and to communicate with the lower-income households in our communities. I mean, I don't know all the reasons behind that. It's just an observation. And I could be wrong about that, but it's just an, an anecdotal observation, I would say. I know that I've seen reports from the Division of Medicaid in the past that said there are a whole lot of people eligible for Medicaid that aren't on it because they don't know it exists. You've seen that as well. You're shaking your head, right? Oh, yeah. We're stepping aside for a break right here in the Element Well Studios. We're coming right back. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies, high near 78. Tonight, clear skies, low down to 54. Your finally Friday rolls in with sunny conditions, high near 81. Friday evening, mostly clear, low around 57. And a look to Saturday, sunny skies, high near 82. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile since 1871. For all your deer camp needs, stop by today. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. This is Treasurer David McRae. One out of every 10 Mississippians has unclaimed money. It's not the government's money. It's your money. And I want to help return it to you. Join Treasurer David McRae and team this Saturday, October 1st at Brandon City Hall from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. They will help you find out if you have any unclaimed money and how to claim it. To expedite your claim, be sure to bring a photo ID, a social security number, and proof of address. Other documentation may be needed. Check online to see if your name is on the list at treasury.ms.gov. Hit the road in style this summer in the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander from Ridgeland, Mitsubishi. Get a sleek exterior and award-winning interior with seating for seven. Plus, an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today starting at $26,995 during the summer sales event at Ridgeland, Mitsubishi. Going on now. Manufacturer suggested retail price based on Outlander ES2WD. Excludes destination, handling, tax, title, license, etc. Price terms and vehicle availability may vary. See dealer for limited warranty and program details. Offer ends 93022. In Mississippi, fall means cooler temperatures, football, and hunting season. It also means amazing rebates from Browning Safe Company. But not just any rebate, triple rebates. Security Joe with Discount Gun Safe says it's time to save big now on a new Browning Safe for your home or office. From now till the end of September, purchase a new in-stock Browning Safe and receive a rebate for $150, $225, or $300. That's triple the savings on Mississippi's number one choice of gun safes. Just think of what you 
you can do with that extra money. Come visit the showroom of Discount Gun Safe, 2636 Old Brandon Road in Pearl, and browse from over 200 safes. Planning on building a safe room in your next dream house? Check out the Browning Fire Rated and FEMA Approved Vault Door on display at Discount Gun Safe. If you need your new safe delivered and installed, their licensed and discreet delivery can do it for as little as $100. That's Discount Gun Safe, 2636 Old Brandon Road in Pearl. What did nine out of ten people who died from COVID have in common? They were 50 or older. And if you have a condition like heart disease or diabetes, your risk is even higher. COVID vaccines lower the risk of death. Get your updated vaccine now. It could save your life. We can do this. Find updated COVID vaccines at vaccines.gov. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. And now, the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Now, on to the real part. Dino Mike! On Super Talk Mississippi. We are back. Midday Super Talk Mississippi live from the Element Well Studios. Don't forget America's largest block party, Cruising the Coast, is back starting Sunday through the 9th of October, where there'll be nonstop fun and entertainment all along the Mississippi Gulf Coast, rated the number one car show in the country by USA Today. Middays with good old me will be down there live with our friends from the coastal Mississippi tourism next Wednesday at the Biloxi Town Green. It's America's largest block party. For more information, visit CoastalMississippi.com. Looking forward to that. Should be a great event and a lot of fun. Man, I'm going to be busy. Sanderson Farms tomorrow, cruising the coast next Wednesday. Looking forward to those uh, remote productions. So Jason says, listening to Biden and seeing Trump's downward spiral into QAnon bill with various other congressional embarrassments has me convinced that we desperately need an age limit for the U.S. government. I actually read an article in that same vein about how Generation X is failing the country because they haven't taken up the reins of leadership (laughs) in both private and public sectors. Okay. All right. Well, it's not, they've not exactly made it very attractive. It's not, I don't know, for that generation doesn't appear to be very noble, virtuous work, rewarding work, does it? No. I think that's a lot of the problem. Those of us like me that are old, not part of that generation, have some interest in that, just so that maybe we can change it, change its image, change the environment, so good folks in those younger generations are stimulated to consider it, because we need good people to continue it, right? On the ceasefire text line, Corrine Jean-Pierre covering for Sleepy Joe just makes him look weaker and more incompetent. Most people would be fired from their job. I just have a problem with this inability, it's not inability, but complete aversion to just admit and acknowledge a mistake. And honestly, I think that's something that's permeated our entire political domain regardless 
of your political stripes and, and party affiliation. And I think it's because if you do, the other side, the other side grabs onto that and just absolutely leverages it for political gain simply because you had the guts, you had the fortitude, you had the decency to admit, yeah, I made a mistake. I would just be happy if one time Corrine Jean-Pierre would say, yeah, the president really flubbed that one up or something to that effect. And, and this is what we're going to do to avoid that in the future. Maybe somebody didn't properly prepare him. But that therein lies the rub, because that would require just a modicum of personal responsibility. Ah, can't And can't politicians of every ilk, not just Democrats, don't seem to want to take a whole lot of responsibility for their own actions. So true. It's just exacerbated when you have Democrats who put people in positions of power based on their melanin content or who they sleep with or other some other asinine intersectionality yeah. when they're not actually able to perform the duties of the job. They just got there because of what they are. Yeah. I, I totally uh, agree with you on that as well. And uh, we, we did have a text on the ceasefire text line says i think it's awful when you make fun of biden's stuttering i'm the mother of a successful adult who also was a child stutterer both have moments where they still stutter say what you want about his policy positions but stop playing clips to make fun of his stutter well i appreciate the text well first of all we're not making fun of his stuttering that's that's the first thing that, that that's if, been the excuse that's been put out by his party right to explain his cognitive disability. Right. And if and if, you know, with all due respect, if you don't want us to play widely available, publicly available clips, well then the president doesn't need to speak anymore. Because every time he speaks, he's gonna do this. And it's gonna be distributed throughout the world. He's the president. So it's not like we've dug something up that the rest of the world doesn't witness on a daily basis. Oh, no. like the video of Biden dropping the N bomb on the in the halls of Congress. Yep, it's not like we got the franchise on Biden's gaffes here. Maybe we, if we did, we, we could make some money off of it. But secondly, we're not making fun of people with any sort of speech impediment or any sort any illness whatsoever. Our concern is that this guy's not qualified to be the president, and like it or not. Being able to communicate effectively, I would say, is a pretty high qualification for a president. I'm happy, and congratulations, that um, your, your, your son, well, I don't know, you didn't say, could be a daughter, but a successful adult, as you termed it, uh, had stuttering problems as a child, and, and maybe those continue, but it sounds like you figured out a way, you and your child have found a place in society, which I, I think is fantastic, and they're successful, and they're contributing, and that's great. But probably not a good idea for that person to be the president. It's just simple as that. It's the same thing as me saying, well, you know, um, I struggled as a child learning the game of golf. I did, although I didn't start till I was in college. But I just can't make it on the tour. Dang it. And I hope nobody... Makes fun of me for that. Well, if I were on the tour, you know what? They'd be making fun of me. They'd say, what the hell is this guy doing on the tour? 
They're killing him. He can't play. He can't compete. Get out of here. And you really can't blame a childhood stutter on his inability to complete a sentence, especially when you look at any clip from more than 10 years ago. He didn't have a stutter. Yeah. He sure didn't stutter when he was grilling Clarence Thomas. When he's speaking and he gets to some point and he just cannot complete the statement, it's not that he's stuttering to get words out. It's that he's lost his train of thought. He doesn't exactly know what he's supposed to be saying. He he, he has a very short and low level of retention ability. So if, if it appeared that I was that we were making fun of Joe because of his stuttering, please know that that's not the case whatsoever. We are deeply concerned about his his ability, his cognitive ability, his acumen. And his fitness for the job, as, as Rhino said so many times, that's what it's about. And uh, he, I think it needs to be exposed because what it does show is that his party was willing to do anything, I'm telling you, for Donald Trump to lose the election. Period. Just end of story. And what we got was this disaster. And you're right, we are critical of his policies. And we focus on that, and I've made that clear, and I try to stay clear of any situations where we um, condemn or criticize or, or, or call out him from a physical perspective. But part of being part of being president is also being mentally and physically fit. It just is. It's a requirement. So it's like part of being in the NBA requires you to be. More than six foot four, probably. Pretty much. So Statistically, there are very few people that are under six foot four playing in the NBA. Right. Doesn't work that way. Sometimes so much, you have to fit the mold. So, so much for the diversity and inclusion narrative, right? Remember that this one comes up sometimes. I think about it. Uh, we played a couple of years ago, it seems like, Rhino. Some students in Florida. We're asked about the diversity and inclusion efforts on campus, and oh, they were all supportive. Well, what if we applied those to the football team? And I remember one of them said, "Oh no, they're bad enough. <laughs> they're losing enough. Don't you think? You know, we ought to put four foot nine fat slow people out there as running back. Oh no, we don't want that. If you have the physique <laughs> of an ice dancer, you probably aren't going to be that great on the offensive line." <laughs> You see the fallacy with that crap? That's that's the problem with the march to mediocrity, because that's what it would be. Oh, we can't do that in sports. I get too much pleasure out of that. You want to give everybody A's in the classroom, regardless of whether or not they show up and did the work, sure, that's in the name of equity. You see the hypocrisy and the double standard of that, which is going on in a big sort of way. Oh, gosh. Somebody asked me earlier, and I promised I would I'd would answer them about Social Security, and I was just talking about the uh, the uh, defined benefit plans and, and the flaws in, in those models and those systems. And you, were, you mentioned it up. You brought up, Rhino, the fact that the Bank of England had to react because they were about to default on their benefit payments. And I said, you know, the same thing is... is Coming for Social Security, Medicare, and virtually every state public pension and most of the municipal public pensions in this country as well because they are defined benefit plans. And those just fundamentally are bad ideas. And when we come back after the break on middays, 
I know I've been through it before. I'm going to go through it just real briefly when we come back. Exactly what it means when people say, which is not true, well, they Congress raided the Social Security Fund, which is absolutely not true. I'll just touch on it when we come back. And then we got some interesting sound to play from Don Lemon over there at CNN. And he's loving his new time slot. <laughs> he's terrible. Former senator from Missouri. Claire McCaskill, what she had to say about the hurricanes. Stay with us. Protect your home and office with Havard Pest Control, a family-owned and operated business for 75 years. Havard provides termite and pest services with free quotes, low monthly payments, free recalls, and unmatched customer service. For more information, visit HavardPest.com. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? What? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again. If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. So how do you know if you have hail damage? Not all roof damage can be spotted from the ground. Gallo here from Experience Believe Me. You need a pro that you can trust to give you an honest assessment of your roof. There's no better team than Watkins Construction and Roofing. You can trust them to give you an honest evaluation. The Watkins team will answer your call 24-7 and give you a complimentary roof inspection and estimate. Plus, count on them to get back with you as fast as the next business day. Financing is available. Count on the pros. Watkins, 601-966-8. Two, three, three. Hi, my name is Jason Murda, and I'm a realtor at Four Corner Properties. We specialize in recreational, agricultural, hunting, and timberland, as well as 1031 exchanges, investment properties, commercial, and residential homes. Right now, one of the top investments is real estate. So give me a call today, and I will help you find that perfect piece of property or your next dream home at 769-666-9815 or 601-952-2828 and ask for Jason. Don't let joint pain or a sports injury keep you down. Capital Ortho is ready with a new look, a new name, and the same great care to get you back in the game. 601-987-8200 for all your bone and joint needs. Choose Capital Ortho and get back to living your best life. Hotty toddy. How can RJ Young help you? With digital communications, managed IT services, business process outsourcing, and office equipment and technology, RJ Young is your source for the technology solutions that power your business. For more information and a quick demo of the modern office and how it's increasing efficiency and bottom lines of businesses across the country, visit us at themodernoffice.com. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. 
The Mississippi Department of Transportation is going to need more funding in the long term, according to Northern District Transportation Commissioner John Caldwell. We have just begun the first year that's above $1.2 billion. In the last 12 years, we've been staying flat on our revenue. And a lot of people remember the lottery funds coming to us. Uh, the first $80 million comes to us, but that didn't take us up. Uh, because our, we're losing revenue on the fuel tax side. And then we hear a lot of numbers thrown around from federal increases to the state increase and things like that. And, and it's it's real money. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, I want to be thankful, but uh, definitely not satisfied with where we are. Right. He explained that families started cutting back on driving when gas prices went up, and that's affected MDOT's bottom line. For all things Mississippi, visit supertalk.fm. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Every day, be sure to catch the college football fix driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Speaking of Ford, greatness starts with the 2023 Ford F-150. Winning requires the right game plan, like the impressive towing and payload you will only find in the 2023 Ford F-150 truck. No wonder Ford F-Series are America's best-selling trucks 45 years straight. Visit your local Mississippi Ford dealer or buyfordnow.com for details. And don't miss the college football fix. MTV is celebrating 40 years, and Grammy Museum Mississippi invites you to explore the history of this iconic exhibit. Take a trip back to the beginning with artifacts and interviews with four remaining MTV VJs. Enjoy memorabilia from Michael Jackson to Bon Jovi with historical moments in MTV programming along with interactives and more. To learn more about the MTV Turns 40, I Still Want My MTV Exhibit, and other monthly programs and events, visit GrammyMuseumMS.org. Big news, sports fans. Sports Talk Mississippi, the SIPS Sports Leader, covering the teams you care about. Exciting news. This afternoon at 3 on Super Talk Mississippi. You can now watch Super Talk Mississippi on your YouTube, Roku, and on Amazon Fire devices. Plus, you can now watch Super Talk TV live on C Spire TV Channel 70. Just go to supertalk.fm slash connect to find out more. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. It is on. On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome to Earth, Third Rock from the Sun. She walks in the smokies one hip at a time like a broken field runner slipping through the line. He likes the way she looks, so he calls a little wife, says, don't wait up for me. I'll be working late tonight. Wife hangs up the phone, bursts into tears, calls her sister up and cries, get over here. Welcome back, everyone. Midday, Super Talk Mississippi from the Element Well Studios. Watching that storm, looks like it is in the far northeastern corner of the Florida Peninsula, about to head on out to sea, what it looks to me like. Gary in the Berg says, Gerard is cantankerous today and sent two of the sunglassed emo- emojis. <laughs> <laughs> Get a little fired up. Hope everybody's okay with that. I, I felt like I was respectful to Mr. Canton, though, in the, in the interview. I mean, we just disagree. No big deal. I thought we had a good civil conversation about that, and he's welcome to come back. I hope he will to talk further about it or, or anybody else that wants to weigh in on this deal. I just have a different take on it. And, by the way, I don't oppose solar panels. I don't have any issue with that. I don't have any issue with 
Renewable energy, I still think, just as I do with respect to EVs, just not ready for prime time. Yeah, just not ready. Get Going to get there? Yeah, absolutely. Achieving the goals that the climate nuts think? I don't know about that. I'm not convinced of that. But I think we should embrace all forms of energy to power our world. We should have a matrix that includes all forms, including nuclear that you and I have talked about so many times, which the advances being made right now on that, mind-boggling, fantastic, great. All kinds of news, by the way, about battery technology. You've seen that, which is good, and, and I believe that. I predict that. In fact, I'm telling you, in five to seven years, all these stupid charging stations we're putting out there, they're just going to be collecting dust. I don't think we'll be using them. I really don't, because it's not practical. It's just, it just goes. You're you're trying to change ingrained behavior. I got to stop plugging in the charging station in the middle of nowhere here for thirty minutes, forty. I just, I don't think people are going to do it. You're not going to have the sort of embrace of EVs that you want. I did see, by the way, Ford just announced they're building a huge plant to make nothing but electric vehicles. Ohio, I think, maybe was the state. Some gigantic facility, like big. And so it's clear. All these guys are moving hard towards um, production of EVs. They're going in that direction. Okay, that's fine. And I think eventually we'll all be okay with that. And I've always said, as long as it doesn't cost me any more money and and it doesn't impose on my lifestyle relative to what it's like today with a traditional fossil fuels-powered vehicle, yeah, then you'll have, okay, no problem. By the way, saves me money, I'm in. Same deal with the solar and the renewable. But those lines haven't crossed yet. It's just not there. But it's coming. We're in the bag phone era is the way I like to describe it. You think about the evolution of that, which was just a short 25 years ago or so. A little, little more than that, maybe. I liken it to the horseless carriage era. Okay. Before we started calling them cars or automobiles. They were horseless carriages. <laughs> yeah, that's right. True. But, you know, that was more about mass production than it was a vehicle to replace the horse. And the infrastructure required for petroleum products. True. That's true. Think about the economic benefits that we derive from that. And I mean, the discovery of what we could do with our world with that. Was it, I think it was John Wayne's last movie, The Shootist, where one of the antagonists had a horseless carriage. And I remember seeing that movie as a kid and and trying to do as much research as possible. And really, the only thing I could find with like a world book and the card catalog at that time yeah, was that the, the inhibition of... The, the the problem or the the problem faced by people trying to expand the use of early automobiles was they ran on gas hmm. and you couldn't get gas except gas. in major population centers usually ports so you get out in the wild west like the shootest which I think that was actually in the Midwest but it was considered the West the guy had to have like his little tank in the seat there with him. Well, it was gas, because you, you, you didn't have a gas station you could go to. Right. It, it's similar to where, you're right, it's a, it's a great comparison, because that's kind of where we are today. It's just you don't have ubiquitous charging stations and access there, too. So it's not practical. 
You've got to be a little more careful planning than, oh, it's no big deal. The next exit I'll pull over, there's 14 gas stations, right? I mean, and they all got 25 pumps. I mean, think about just how that's changed from the old little service station with two when I was growing up. So there was a question on the ceasefire tax line, a couple I wanted to get to. Uh, this was from Rob and Meridian. Gerard is low income after taxes. And that, of course, is, is uh, in reference to this, this uh, subsidy for solar panels that was adopted, this program adopted by the Public Service Commission, which includes subsidies for solar panels. And half of that money has been designated and uh, for low-income households. And, and that is defined under this provision, under the rule, as less than 250 percent of the federal poverty level. And that is a schedule, by the way, the federal poverty level. That's why it's called federal poverty level. It is, I think, published by Health and Human Services, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, it is a schedule that shows uh, the number of persons in a household and what income would would is set and in, in, um, is associated with that number of households to equal the federal number of persons in the household, pardon me, to equal the number, um, the federal poverty level number, the FPL is what it's known as. So that sits at about $13,000 for an individual, and then it kind of scales up from there. And this question is, do they use, somebody else asked, do they, does, uh, in, in calculating the subsidies, do they use after tax or before tax? It's a good question. And the answer, unfortunately, like everything else is, it depends. Some agencies, for federal purposes, for eligibility, for some benefits from some, in some programs, they use the pre-tax, just your gross income. Some use after-tax. For Obamacare subsidies, for example, what's crazy enough is used is what's called modified adjusted gross income. So just yet an, another um, option, another deviation, if you will, included in the formula. And that's basically your income less student loan interest, um, certain bond interest, um, employer adoption benefits, if your employer provides provide those, certain housing deductions. Anyhow, it's it's a prescribed formula that just takes your gross income and certain things you get to deduct from it, from that income, and that determines your modified adjusted gross income, and that's used as an input to, to, to determine eligibility, in this case for Obamacare subsidies. So, uh, like everything dang else, they make it so freaking complicated that it's not just, well, this is how much I make, and do I qualify, yes or no? Sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. With respect to the PSC's program, I don't know. I hadn't dug into it. It just says, at the highest level, says 250% of the FPL. Anything below that is deemed low-income household eligible for this half of the subsidy uh, in the program. Another question came up that I promised I'd get to. It's about Social Security, the defined benefit program that it, it is, and the question or the statement was made, if the Democrats hadn't stole all the money, Social Security would be fine, and that's absolutely not true. Not a single dime has ever been stolen, as, as is widely believed 
Many do believe that the Congress just went and raided the Social Security fund and went and spent it on other things other than Social Security. That's that's not true. Real simply, Social Security collects money from your paycheck. They send benefits out to retirees and disabled people and others who qualify for the various benefits under the structure of the plan. Revenue comes, as you know, from those contributions. You make deductions from your paycheck uh, every time you get paid up to a certain threshold. And when, when, as is mostly the case, has been historically for decades, when the revenue exceeds the expenses, the amount taken in exceeds the amount taken out, the Social Security Administration, by law, loans that money, loans is the key word there, to the federal government, to the Treasury, who then pays interest back to Social Security. It's how they make money. And those, um, those loans are structured in what are called S-bonds, special bonds, they're only bonds that uh, are held uh, by the Treasury that are loans from Social Security. And every single day, Social Security redeems those, those bonds. The federal government pays up as they do the interest tab every single day. And that figures in as well to the benefits that Social Security pays out. So it's loans. Do they use that loan money to fund the government? Yeah, they do. But they pay it back. And the day the federal government defaults on the repayment of those loans, when one turns out, when one matures, those those debt instruments, those bonds, the entire global economy will collapse. Because that means that the full faith and credit of the United States government has been breached. It could not pay its debts. Social Security being one of its creditors. And if that happens... That everything's over. It's, that's why it's never happened. So we gotta. We can argue about Social Security and its problems and its insolvency. That ain't one of the reasons. We're coming right back with the final segment. We got some sound to play for you from Don Lamone and Claire McCaskill. This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated. Located in Gludstadt, south of Germantown High, Calloway's has a huge selection of your favorite trees, shrubs, and fall color plants. Calloway's has large rolls of pine straw, and we offer quantity pricing. Calloway's outdoor patio furniture is in stock and ready for delivery. All 20 to 50% off for a limited time, free delivery in the metro area. Our farmer's market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, fall pumpkins, local honey, Jellies, jams, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's has farm fresh produce seven days a week. Did you know Callaway's has beautiful decorative accessories and gift items for your indoor and outdoor living spaces? Callaway's has bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Callaway's landscape designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape. Callaway's Bloodstat on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown Island. Everything for Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations, community outreach programs, and quality jobs for nearly 400 Mississippians. Our commitment to building healthier communities in Mississippi has never been stronger. Learn more at magnoliahealthplan.com slash benefits. 
Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. Rogers Dab Chevrolet is Mississippi's largest General Motors business elite dealer. We make it easy to maintain your fleet with over 100 work-ready vehicles available for your job site. Diesel, gas, trucks, vans, and service bodies. And we build to your business specifications. It really is easier with Rogers Dab's fleet. Call the Rogers Dab's business elite fleet team today at 866-671-4226 or visit us online at rogersdabs.com. Rogers Dab Chevrolet. Find new roads. If recent hailstorms have invited lurk the leak into your home, call the experts at Watkins Construction and Roofing to find out what is lurking in your roof. Our rapid response roof team will be on top of your roof as soon as the next business day with a complimentary, honest assessment of your roof's condition and offer solutions to keep your home and family safe. Say goodbye, lurk the leak. Call Watkins Construction and Roofing today at 601-966-8233 or visit losetheleak.com. What do you have to lose but your leak? This place right here, this is Seaspire Country. It's where Matt's sister scheduled her wedding on a college football Saturday. But luckily, he's a man with a plan. A wireless plan with blazing fast 5G. So he can stream the game right on his phone. One eye on the nuptials. I now pronounce you man and wife. The other on the action. No! <laughs> Welcome to Seaspire Country, where champions reign. 5G not available in all areas. Capable device required. Visit cspire.com for details. Pine Grove Behavioral Health understands that lasting recovery and healing begins at the roots of who we are. Transformation is deeply woven into the core of each individual through broad-reaching treatment options. As a result, we have gained a reputation as one of the nation's most comprehensive treatment campuses, drawing an expertise and multiple whole-life treatment programs to effectively address the real complexities of life and addiction. Call 1-888-574-HOPE or visit pinegrovetreatment.com for more information. One place, many solutions. Hello here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. You know what that means. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. We'll do it live. On Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi. Paula Meridian asks, are they going to provide the financing for the solar panels? Now, I've not seen anything 
from uh, the government, from the PSC, that they would provide that. And keep in mind, the $3,000 that the Mississippi PSC is providing would be added to, combined with, the federal government's 30% credit. So, potential, if you had $15,000, this is what I'm told, is about the average investment for the average sort of 2,500, 3,000-square-foot home. That's what I've been told. I've, I've seen figures that vary from there, but in general, let's just say that's the number. You get eight grand from the government, combine 30% from the Fed, 3,000 from the PSC. Say it's eight grand. Say you got another 7,500, eight grand. How long would it take? That's, that's the, the economic question. How long would it take to recover that in savings from not consuming power from the utility company, from the electric power company? You can do the math on that. Whatever your power bill is, however many months times that equals that eight grand. For me, about fifteen months. Not a bad deal. In that respect, I, it, that's not to me though. It's if it's that good of a deal for me, I should be willing to go out and do that. That's that's my point. Yeah. When do we get the subsidies for uh, garage doors or landscaping? Yeah. Right. I mean, you're in that business, and so you it's, it's like a lot of people think, for example, talking about Obamacare earlier, that the insurance companies were opposed to that. In fact, they were in bed with them. Why not? You mean you guys are going to pass a law to make everybody buy our product? Yeah, sign me up. That was the idea. All right, so with respect to this hurricane, the Dow down now, 606. It just keeps trending downward, doesn't like Biden's policies, doesn't like inflation, doesn't like all these this information about uh, signaling a recession's coming. PepsiCo, by the way, while we were on the air, announced layoffs, major cost-cutting, cutting, fearing a decrease in demand for their products. They, they're a conglomerate besides the um, soft drinks. Of course, they own, what, Pizza Hut, Taco Bell, I think, is part of that group as well. Anyhow, they're predicting slack in demand. Listen to Don Lamon here, if we got time. Uh, yeah, he's talking about the hurricane here. Look here, you can actually see, pretty interesting for your viewers, you can actually see a second eye wall forming around the inner eye wall, and that's basically the second eye wall has overtaken the original eye wall, and that should arrest development. Uh, so, listen, I just, I'm just trying to get that you said you want to talk about climate change, but what, what effect does climate change have on this phenomenon that, that is happening now? Because it seems these storms are intensifying. That's the question. Here. I don't think you can link climate change to any one event. Okay. On the whole, on the cumulative, uh, climate change uh, may be making storms worse, uh, but um, to link it to any one event, um, I, I would caution against that. Okay. Well, they, uh, listen, I grew up there, and these storms are intensifying. Something is causing them to intensify. So this storm is just, it's a massive one. Its effects are also being felt uh, in Unbelievable. He's he, really enjoying he that just, new morning time slot where the producers get experts to come on and tell him how wrong he is. <laughs> I mean, that guy just put him in his place. No, we're not talking about that right now. You can't just point to one event to that, and he just... But well, I grew, I I grew up there. I know about it. <laughs> it's more intense. I don't know. Had, hurricanes been around a while, hadn't they? Hadn't we had catastrophic hurricanes in the past? I mean, is there anything truly unique about this one? Not really. It just happens to come at a time when we've got one of the left's idols in place. I, I named it yesterday, right? Two idols, 
climate change and racism. This is one of them. By the way, coming up fast <laughs> to join those lists of two idols, we're going to have the trinity. The trifecta is gender, the gender ideology stuff. That's on the way. You can just tell. All right, Senator Claire, former Senator Claire McCaskill from the great state of Missouri, the show me state. <laughs> Listen to this one. And that's a lesson I never forgot. And that's a lesson I think Joe Biden probably knows better than anyone. Yeah, and when we had our devastating tornadoes in southwest Missouri, a very Republican area, um, you saw those party lines fall away. Now, the one thing I do yeah. hope, Joe, to put a little politics in this, we all are praying for the people of Florida. We hope the devastation is not deadly. Uh, we are glad for the cooperation. But when it's all over, I hope, I hope some of those Floridians who hate the federal government remember right. that the federal government is there for them at a time of disaster. All hail to the federal government. Get on your knees now. Kiss the Kiss ring. The ring. <laughs> That's just unbelievable. We're going to talk more about that tomorrow, where we will be broadcasting live from the Sanderson Farms Championship at the Country Club of Jackson. Until then, stay safe. God bless everyone. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.